Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is the R and R in the morning, offering you a clear-eyed view. <laughs> is it <laughs> of life on a Tuesday morning? He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Carl driving a boat till ten. How y'all doing? Sound off, early birds. Let's see you. What's up, early birds? Go to our YouTube channel. We like that, or our Facebook feed, or sasportstar.com, and follow along. To watch us live. I don't know what the benefit of that is. I'm showered, though. It wasn't easy. Dude, you've been having a go at it. You know, there is a... Uh, you want to talk? I didn't know if you wanted to discuss uh, no, this. No, I'm, I'm willing to share my misfortune with yeah, others. Let's, uh, you know. let, let's let the people in, Rob. What's going on in your world? First of all, um, have you ever heard that old wives' tale that bad luck comes in threes? Yes. It's not an old wives' tale. Is it? it is fact. I believe it. Is it is truth. There are very few of those cosmic things that I believe are out there. This is one of them. I believe in it. And I'm in the midst of it, man. I'm it, it, <laughs> What's I, it, going on? I'm in the throes of the three misfortunes. The deathly hallows, if you were. Um started about a week and a half ago. I was having my power in my house looked weird, but in hindsight it had been happening for a bit. I just felt like the lights weren't as bright. Refrigerator wasn't as cold, but everything was working. It just one of those it's kinda like when your brakes go bad in your car. You don't notice it, but somebody else gets in your car like, Man, you gotta get your brakes fixed. What the hell was that? But you yeah. don't know it because you've been driving your car forever. Right. So it's kinda like our house. So we had an electrician come out because it had gotten to the point where lights were now flickering and my heater wasn't working on a cold night. This was last week. I remember. So I have the, the agency, the group out, and they, they think they've got it fixed. They, they leave, and they leave me this nice write-up, and it seems like everything's working. Well, I go to Dallas over the weekend, and uh, while we're gone, the windstorm did not help. Let's just add this, and I think there's a that probably exacerbated yeah. a deeper problem than we thought existed. So I'm coming back on Sunday, and we're back to square one. Same problem. Half the house has power. Other mm-hmm. half is flicking on and off, and the, and the rest is nothing. Which means I have no heat. Last couple of nights have been cold. Mm. So I call them on Sunday. They can't come out till yesterday. And I check it out. Yeah, we're in the three digits now. Hopefully not. We won't get to four for the new uh, the new wires. We're getting gold plated, Rudy. Uh, I, I spare no my 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 electrician. He goes first class. So I, we get the gold. Is this plate. a ups? Do you need the gold plated? I mean, I, no, and I'm not I'm not <laughs> I, knocking I, well, I'm not knocking the electric company. But do you need gold plated wires? Well, for the price, I think they're gold plated. I'd like to assume they are. Okay. I'd like to think he bought oh. me the Cadillac plan. <laughs> okay. He said for for a, a man of your ilk. Yeah. I recommend the very best. Right. And I'm you know I'm Daddy Warbucks. Yeah, let's do it, baby. So, so what, that price seemed a little shocking, but I'm down because okay. right now I'm suffering. So that's that's strike one. Mm-hmm. 
and which is a long strike because this has been this is the same electric group that came back out. So they're out. I expect them there today at noon. So last night was bad. I have a a seventeen year old dog mm. that I love her, but we're this getting, is Lola. And the, no, this is Ginger. Ginger, okay. Ginger is nearing the end of her journey. Mm. She is tough, and she's dealing with an abscess on her leg. It's 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 not pretty, but it's this tough. is what happens at the end of life with an animal. Um, veterinarians are working. You can't get a vet appointment. You I just I, I didn't it's harder know this. to get a vet appointment than it is to go to see your cardiologist. I mean, it, what's you're, harder? You're booking vet? months in advance. Yes. Oh, so this harder to get a vet appointment than a COVID test? Yes, exactly. Just, okay, which is and another which thing. Which is tough. Which is another thing. So yes, I'm trying to find a vet. My vet's like, yeah, we're like, oh, how's she doing? We can't see her till 2023. I hope it's not too bad. And if it is, we recommend going to a uh, emergency hospital. Okay. And my vet gave me see these are the ones we recommend mm -hmm. so i called my vet yesterday saying this is bad. I, I called them on friday of last week when this was getting bad i said well oh, we you know it's just busy it doesn't sound life-threatening we'll see her next wednesday at this this point on friday things are bad but they ain't horrible we've progressed okay so yesterday i get home and uh she's not looking good and this is looking worse and worse so we go to the emergency room last night about nine o'clock they say it's going to be a little bit of a wait. It's COVID, so you wait out in the parking lot. So right. let's all thank goodness for iPads, devices, or lives would have been taken last night. Um, so I said, long story short, we wait for hours. She gets triaged. The, the tech comes out early on and says, oh, poor thing. Yeah, we'll see her. Here's all the stuff. Fill out your paperwork. We'll come get you when we're ready. Don't leave. you got like four minutes when we come get you. Okay. If you're not here, next hey, in line. Next in line. You're committed. This Man, vet clinics are busy. Six-hour waits on average every night. I can't believe Six, seven that. hour wait. So if you wanted to go get a COVID test and go see the vet, that would take you a day and a half. You'd have to pack and take some clothes. Damn. So uh, I get to the vet last night about 930. But the good news is I'm leaving a dark, half-cold house. So I'm not all that upset. But still. It could have been worse. I mean, but still. my wife was in about the same circumstance I was, but for a 17-year-old dog that's terrified in your back seat. So... That starts at 9.30. We finally get done about 3 with essentially nothing happening but a change of dressing. They're like, well, you can't. Well, this is this is bad, and she needs to see a vet. That's just not what we do. We are a triage service. We will, you know, we'll get the dog stable, and then you go see your vet for the long-term treatment. So after six hours, you just, you get told we can't do anything. There's really not a lot we can do. Things are cleaned up now. It's a fresh bandage. So I mean, they did what they could, but that, I mean, that we I didn't realize that at the beginning. I thought that and did they give her the cone. I had a cone. You have a cone. They had the thirty-five dollar gold-plated cone, but I have one at home. <laughs> you kept your cone from other previous I learned, visits. Yeah, I've, you learned. This to ain't keep my it. first rodeo, right? Judy. Right, right, right. So uh, yeah, went home with the bandage, but the bandage was not so tight. I didn't put the cone on the poor dog, but. We're nearing the end there. So I get home about 3.30. My dog is exhausted. She can only walk on three. She's got this golf ball so on her. So you're carrying her. Oh, well, she's walking. She doesn't like to be carried. And she's by this point, this is a 17-year-old surly dog who's blind. She's going to bite me. She's not happy. She's old and mad. She's grumpy. Yes. So we get home. I come to work. I get up at 4. I get home about 3.30. So, I just, so you didn't go to sleep. I just Yeah, I didn't go to sleep. You, I just you napped in the car a yeah, little bit. Yeah, of course though, I right? dozed. I dozed. And then the third thing is yesterday, as we were dealing with the power, I'm talking with my wife as she's eating a breakfast biscuit. She cracks off half of a tooth. Oh so this this thing about threes is real. Is real. 
Now, let's just hope it ain't fours. No, it's threes. You're good. Well, the, I think, the reason I hope because I talk do to the have universe. to. I think you're you know, good. We're sending that out yeah. um, because I hope my my visit to the veterinarian today. Dude, you um, you got some money put away. Electrician and vets. These don't sound like cheap. Uh, yeah. These aren't these aren't cheap things you're dealing no, with. No, they are not. My yeah. goodness. Growing up, my daddy always used to say, "By August, I give up hope." Yeah. But you know what this tells me? Because this is how life works. This tells me you've come into some money recently. Because when you come into it, that's no. what things that's what things go awry. Like, no, no. oh, I'm getting I'm getting ahead. No new money. I need a transmission. No, 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 new, no money. new money. No, nothing like that, dude. So when is your body gonna say, "All right, Rob, that's oh, it. I've given you all." I think it happened about uh, eight minutes and four seconds ago. I'm giving them Carl about eight fifteen, eight thirty ish. Have your mic hot. Rob may just like lose train of thought. <laughs> yeah. He hasn't been to sleep How today. How will we know the difference? <laughs> so have your mic hot. I don't know when my man is going to shut down completely. We have never actually stayed on our rundown. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> Maybe twice a two segments yeah, we, a show. I don't we'll, know. We'll have Caroline on. I don't know what we. I don't know what's going to happen to my guy by eight thirty nine o'clock. Because I know how the body works, especially on those type of nights. Well, I'm with you in spirit. I know. <laughs> Well, dang, I hope all works out, man. I mean, electricity will get fixed, but, you know, the dog situation, that the, stinks. The, the box on the pole on the outside of our house is fried, fried. right? How? I, I don't understand electricity. I stay as far away from it as Me possible. Too. As long as it's wrapped in in plastic or rubber and I'm not in any danger, I'll stay close. But So I don't know. I uh, And the, the diagnosis occurred yesterday while I was here. So I have some pictures, and then I went out and looked at it yesterday, and I haven't actually talked to the actual electrician. This is all through my wife, but the pictures are At any strange. point in your life, in your marriage, were you the guy that says, I could fix this on my own? I would have never touched electricity. Okay, not electricity. Anything else Over you might have tried. Over years of experience, I don't deal any, with anything with, that's water or electricity. Because no. I, know, I, I, know, I know plenty of those guys are like, they'll call up a buddy. Because you know again, when they, when they tell you some of these prices, whether it be AC, hot water heater, when stuff happens when the, you're, you own a home, Sometimes you think about calling yeah, like, a few buddies. You know, like, you know what? Like, such and such does such and such. Maybe he can come by. Because sometimes these prices get crazy. What's the, the the most difficult thing you ever did around the house? That you started that a project did, that was probably above, well, not probably, definitely above your skill set. But you finished it and you're proud of it. A, a good ending. At my house, mm -hmm. Nothing. Now, when I had the, this is the thing, my 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 brother in law is a like do it yourself kind of dude, right? Like he refuses to pay anybody to do anything gotcha. for him. So when we opened our small small little sandwich shop, Sports Center is brought to you by. We opened our small sandwich shop. <laughs> he wanted to do the plumbing on his own. He wanted us to do it. <laughs> plumbing. And that, that was a complete. Plumbing. It was a complete disaster. We ended up, you know, we ended up doing some trade. We ended up getting it done for trade but when we when we were trying to do that and then you got to remember he's telling me well we need this pcv <laughs> this that and i'm like bro i don't know what this is and even though it didn't work out we did it was all right <laughs> but when the probably people, not up to code yeah but right, that's that's when we found out that when the code people came they were like what is this what is it <laughs> <laughs> it works the water like, leaves the, the plumber came and he was like yo y'all did this and i was like yeah we did this and he was like 
Y'all are, y'all aren't passing. Y'all are, y'all are not gonna, y'all are not gonna pass. You should have seen it. But we, again, we, it's about six trips to home. No, probably eight trips to Home Depot, couple trips to Lowe's, which don't get me started on Lowe's. Lowe's just hires anybody. Lowe's people never know. They never know anything. You're like, hey, do you know? No, not really. Home Depot, at least. I recommend aisle seven. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that's probably the extent of me ever trying to do something manly i guess i don't know what the word is you what's the best tool you have the best do you have an expensive tool like uh no. you have a saw yes you have like a bandsaw or a uh rotary saw? yeah i have one of those ones you plug in like, like does the blade go up and down or does it spin spin okay so you got that yeah i got that um got a drill got a drill got a drill um got a uh sander a belt sander hell no no i don't have a belt sander no 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 that's uh, out of my table saw a router that's over my pay grade what about a Dremel? You got a little multi-tool? What's a Dremel? It's a little multi-tool that's a, it produces high RPMs. So you can put grinders on, or you can put another thing on that'll attach and do all kinds of crazy I stuff. I take it you have all of this. Yeah, I do. Do you use it? I'd like to, f- I used to manufacture reasons to use them. Now I just wait to have to use them. In my younger years, I'd get a Dremel and go, you know what I can do with this? Now I just have it and, and when there's an occasion, and mm-hmm. I, I'm a firm believer that every job has a proper tool. Right. And that life gets so much easier. So I like to be equipped. So as I'm not one, good at cataloging it. Sometimes I can't find the tool I know I have. But, uh, yeah, I, I've accumulated a So a you, had a, you had a DIY period in your life. Well, anybody who's bought their house, and I bought an old, my, my first real house was a fixer-upper kind. No, it wasn't a fixer-upper. It was just an old house. Right. So I, You're I, talking about them when you're in Heights. Yeah, I lived okay. down on Mankey Park right. in a house that was built back in the 30s that had been kind of refurbed. Mm-hmm. So I moved back there. That's our first house. So you kind of, by its very nature, you end up accruing a fair amount of tools because I was broke and in a shack. So I got you. a lot of stuff I had to learn to do poorly. And they had to call people over, call your brother. Hey, man, I need oh, you to help me. Thank goodness. XYZ. Yeah. Thank goodness for family. When yes. Like that. For Dude, like there's so much stuff. All kinds of stuff when you're dealing with that. Because, again, most of my family lives in Dallas, Tyler, Houston. So not for my in-laws, like my in-laws have saved me a ton of money oh, in yeah. certain situations, whether it be AC, whatever the case may be, because I just never learned that stuff. Yeah. the the I, 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 I painted my house. I've done interior trim. I've done, I can do drywall. I can do tile to some extent. I put some tile down in a bathroom one I've done, time. Ooh, I've done some carpet. I've done uh, a, I, I carpeted a house. See, I can't, I've never tried to carpet because yeah, I don't that. have that little knee thing that's, which, you know, you kind of used to stretch. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't have one of those and I don't think I could. That seems like that would hurt. Right. Um, I never do electricity. I've tried, no, hell no. I tried the toilet and the underneath the sink. I have the proper tools, though it has never worked. I can get the stuff back looking a lot like it did when I started, but it never. It doesn't work. There's a leak coming. Is I just right. for whatever reason I don't understand gaskets. For whatever reason they don't they don't understand, understand. me. They don't work. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. That plumber's putty. I don't understand that stuff. Why is it not really putty? I don't. I never understand why plumber's putty is just wet sand. That doesn't make sense to me. But doesn't agree with me either. I don't do electricity, but I built a deck. I did that. Oh damn. Um. I think that's impressive. A deck is you get you get man, the, you, you get man stripes for that. Well, you know it's grunt work. It, what it's you mean? Not it's, hard. It, it's not building a deck ain't hard. It's just tedious. It's tedious and it's grunt work. You got to dig holes. You got to be able to saw. You got to be able to measure and corner. I mean, you don't want to. But really, it's not hard. I had a piece, a big block of my fence got blown down. 
and the guy that came over, I helped him do that. Like dig, dug the hole for mm-hmm. the big one, you know. So you know what? I I'm a great assistant. Uh, <laughs> you're like a really, dumper? grab that. Go get me a box of toenails sure. and a left-handed hammer. Ice water. Gotcha. Want me to go get the tacos? Gotcha. <laughs> but if you tell me to go get a tool and you don't explain what that tool looks like, I'm not. I just bring the whole toolbox back. You just were giving me memories of working with my dad. Oh my gosh! And I, you know, and he's like, "Dude, that's not." I just that's not an Allen wrench. <laughs> I just t- whatever. I just was too goofy. I not, everything was silly to me. So my dad oh. was like, "This is serious." He'd get mad. He'd like ah, and then laughing and goofy stuff. And my dad, get just leave. Just go. It's serious. Yeah, I'm, the, I'm like, I like smoking a cigar while I'm assisting. <laughs> And they're like yeah. they're kind of like looking at me like are you yeah. good at the are you good at the eyeball you come in and look in and when somebody else is yeah. working like you you comfortable yeah. with that are you gonna measure that one more time because I'm not sure perfect example so when we got with the plumbing company he needed an AC my brother in law's twenty some years HVAC mm-hmm. so he, the guy did our plumbing we went to put in his AC A quid and, pro quo this for that I'm and down. imagine me guy learning how to use a weed eater. Trying to help my brother-in-law put in a, put in a two-ton AC unit. No, no, no. You know what I mean? And it's just like I'm hold. I like yo, hold the light right here, so I can see. You know what I mean? Like I useless man, but I've learned a lot though. I've gotten better. You know, when I w- I was in the Air National Guard, and I had to do. You should know some stuff. But well, I learned. I I had to. I, I armed missiles and bombs, and and took the wiring oh, out. Then of- what's a deck? Well, <laughs> what's a deck? Well, to- no, that's intricate stuff. True. So I learned just true, enough true, to true, be true. very afraid of electricity. Mm. There's some very you know the out power. There. Yes, you know the power of so electricity. It, it, at that point, I learned enough to be very afraid of that stuff. I I will not go near it. Yeah, my extent of electricity is turn off the lights before I change the light bulbs. That kind of stuff. That's it. Do you know where your fuse box is in your house? Yes, it's in my garage. Okay. Have you yeah. ever had to actually change a fuse? Never had to change one. Ever get that ozone smell when one pops? Mm-hmm. I've been dealing with that over the last couple of days. Oh my gosh! Well, hopefully it'll be fixed today, and you'll be good to go. Oh your, yeah, your house There's will be warm. There's nothing wrong that days and hours of work can't prolong around the house. I'm sure we're going to find something else. No, man, you got three. I hope that's just the third. I'm not sure you if my wife's broken crown counts i hope it does i hope that goes on the master ledger of bad luck if you had a goat if you have to call the dentist and make an appointment and go in that counts. i think it should right that counts so we've got poor poor ginger ginger coming to and the, and the the electricity which and you've been talking about ginger since i got here in july yeah she's so she's a fighter yes yeah, she she's a fighter because this was it like we're in january when i got here in july you're like man my dog ginger She's buying, buying. I'm like, damn, Ginger. She, and it's January. She's still kicking. She's still kicking. She's still kicking. Good old, good for Ginger. Lucky, we call her. Let's get you the headlines that you so desire. Let's call the 411 and the 210, and Carl is itching to give it to you. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. C.J. McCollum returns from a collapsed lung with 16 points in the Blazers' win over the Orlando Magic. C.J. McCollum missed 70, 17 games over six weeks after being injured December 4th. The ninth-year pro started Monday but played on a minutes restriction. He made 7 of 13 shots and 2 of 4 for, from three-point land in 28 minutes. As long as he understands the assignment, which is a top-five pick. No, I don't, I don't think Portland's tanking. 
But I'm glad he's back. I lo- I've always loved CJ's game, but for whatever reason, he and Dame can't get over the hump. You know, they just don't have enough. They're, just, they're two guys that are 6'3 or, or, and below. You know, the two best players on your team are no one's taller than 6'3. At some point, you're going to run into a buzzsaw. So I'm glad he's back. Collapsed lung sounds painful. Wow. I don't yeah. know what it means. I don't, I, I don't, I've heard, I remember that's only reason why I ever knew is because when Drew Bledsoe, he had the collapsed lung, Tom Brady era begins. But I still don't know what a collapsed lung actually is. Maybe I'll ask Doc Garrett that tomorrow. He's going to look, that, he's going to look really good in a Sixers uniform. He's going to look good in that. I you think know, he's been be happy simple. to have him, Carl. They are not going to take him. You don't think so? No, they could have gotten him anytime they wanted in four first round picks. They turned that down. I'm not saying it was the right decision, but they don't want him. Uh, we'll see. I'm kidding. Carl, but uh, CJ McCollum is not long term. No, no, not anymore. Like, okay, we gave it a go. This isn't how yeah, we're going is, to get over the hump. And this is more of I got to get healthy to improve my value. Right. To look good for whoever's going to come calling because uh, it's you said it. It hadn't worked. There's no reason to think mm-hmm. it will work. And Dame's not going to be back for months. Yeah, I don't. I would, what are we in January? Dame's out eight, six to eight. Mm-hmm. If, I'd be shocked if he plays if he p- returns at all. Right. So CJ, go make your money. Moving on. Headline one: Amari Cooper believes ref speed cost the Cowboys a chance and a this. loss to the 49ers. As Cooper believes he and the Dallas Cowboys offense could have had one more chance to score a game-winning touchdown to beat the 49ers in Sunday's NFC Wild Card game if the official had been closer to the end of the final play. Quote, we were trying to get some more yards so that we could go clock it and take a shot in the end zone, Cooper told reporters after the 23-17 49ers victory at AT&T Stadium. From what I could see, the ref couldn't really keep up, and we couldn't get that last play off. Um, you know, I've seen like two or three viral videos of these referees that are super fast. And they're like, like blazing down the field like Tyreek Hill. And I never understood why. Like, dude, I don't care if a ref is fast until Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like one of those referees that went viral for running a four-four. The Cowboys could have used him Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Did you see where uh, the uh, ump started by the time that Dak was down? See, he is supposed to know the situation. Yes. Now, yeah. I'm not saying that he's supposed to save them, but. He's supposed to know, like, look, they're going to need to get the ball going in a hurry. So he probably shouldn't have got that late of a start. Like, the gun went off, pow, and he kind of just sat at the starting line. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I, I look at referees kind of like judges in a in the legal system. Your okay. job is to serve the rules. That's your job. Okay. Some are proactive and overserve the rules. Some are less active and underserved. And allow the rules to be expanded Agreed. without agreement. And refs, Carl sent us a picture. The dude was 25 yards away from the ball when it went down. And he was standing with his hands on his waist watching the play occur. I think that's unacceptable. And he should have been probably moving forward. I think that's unacceptable. So when he did finally react, uh, but 25? the problem with this is, Damn. Uh-huh. the problem with this is, yes, that happened. That's not why you lost. Mm-mm. So quit getting stuck on that. If you're reacting to a question, fine. But the fact of the matter is, it was poorly executed. It was. It was poorly executed. Now, did the refs also poorly execute? Yes. That's why we're here, because it's always a confluence of events. It's not always one mistake 
It's always several that leads us to these catastrophic ends that Cowboy fan sees right now. Yes, you have a point, but it's not why you lost. Right. So stop talking about it in those terms, please. 25 is excessive. Oh, like yeah. If it was yes. 10, I'd be like, okay, but to be 25 yards out the play is just disgusting. Be proactive. Yeah. Know what's going on. You know, you got to be just like a player. You got to go down distance time. You got to be fully aware, just like Dak needs to be fully aware and hand you the freaking football. Yes, everybody's at fault here. Yeah. That's why we're here. But it ain't why we lost. And I don't think Cooper said that's the reason they lost. He was saying it cost them a chance to win. Agreed. And Mm. I I like the way he said it. But we've heard other fans and the like going, and even Dak. McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes, it was a played a role in your defeat. But it ain't why. It's just part of why. Oh, yeah. Move on. Headline Zero. GM Mike Mayock fired mm. by Los, An- Las Vegas Raiders after three Whoa. seasons. After three tumultuous seasons that produced a combined record of 25 and 24, the team's first playoff appearance since 2016, and it's only only its second since 2002. The numerous on and off the field controversies, they've decided to let Mike Mayock go. Quote, we have relieved Mike Mayock of his duties as general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, the team said in a statement Monday. We thank Mike for his contributions over the last three years in helping to form the foundation for the franchise to build upon in the future. The Raiders have already begun the process of finding his replacement, requesting an interview with the New England Patriots director of player development, Dave Ziegler, a source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. He was toast when Gruden was fired, but Mark Davis is cheap, and he was like, "No, you're gonna finish working." <laughs> he was th- that they're they're joined at the hip. This was just a matter of time. And then when you bring up New England, when will these people realize that if you're not hiring Bill Belichick, you're <laughs> not getting exactly. New England? Like, oh, I'm going to New England. I'm gonna go find someone in New England. Like Belichick does everything. If you're not hiring him, you're not getting the Patriot way that everybody seeks. It's like the tre- it's like this long lost treasure. On a ship that everybody's looking for, but like, no, you can't get it unless you get Bill. Like, Bill runs that entire thing. It is Bill. It yes. is not New England. It, it is Bill. It's not some dude up in the office Bill. with a computer. Lord. I actually talked to a Raiders fan friend of mine on Sunday about this, so he figured Mayock was gone, but... He didn't think Mayock was all that bad because there were a couple of just wild cards that really make it look bad, like the rug situation. You know, you could have never predicted that. That's not his a- fault. And a first round well, quarterback. Damon Arnett, who with the with yeah. the gun. But, so yeah. It comes to the quality of type, quality of person you're bringing in. Yeah. I don't know if you could predict a player going on Instagram live with a gun, but you probably should. I know. Normally, the dudes that do that, you kind of have an idea they could do that. There's a lot of crazy experience. people in the NFL. But you know they're crazy. Yeah. I, I mean, it's his job to right. know that. I don't pay attention to his three drafts enough. Like that's a question for like someone you talk to, yeah. like a Raider fan, to be like, "No, dude, we've lost four guys from this draft, ten guys from that draft." Like I don't keep up with the Raiders like that, but also, I just figured they're right. They're they're buddies. I knew he was gone. Also, Antonio Brown. So Mayock yeah. is, but the problem with you know you fire Mayock for going Raider. I mean, that's this what is the what Raiders y'all have done are. for right. seventy years. Right. That's what the Raiders are. They're outlaws. They go get those guys on the fringe. They, they've they always taken a bit of a risk. Yeah. And Mayock took them back to the OG Raiders. I mean, think about the guys that were roaming that sideline. On every spectrum, on one side, you've got one dude that's thrown off the team for walking with a gun, mm-hmm. threatening life. 
You got a wide receiver in an awful situation. You have the first openly gay football player on the other oh, side. Yeah, I forgot this about is that. Raider Raider. I mean, this is total Raiders in every sense of the word. And Mayock did that. And I thought he was closer to Davis than this. I thought that this was part of the plan and he would be involved with the next coach because they'd gone full Raider, but evidently not. No. Evidently not. I wonder what this means to Basaccia. I wonder what it means to the guy who I He's believe is. He's getting a lot of votes of confidence. But the problem is, whoever they hire ain't going to want Basaccia. No, you're going to want your own. He's going to want his, his own, coach. own dude. Right. So you don't do it the other way around. You don't hold, go hire a GM to match the coach, which sometimes I think you should. Right. Sometimes I think you should get the coach you like and go get a GM that, you know, fills in the gaps instead of the other way around. But uh, not too many GMs agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Yeah, tough on Mayock. He'll be back in the ESPN booth by 12.30 on Monday. <laughs> I mean... I don't even remember. Was he, he good on television? I don't yeah, remember. he was pretty good. Okay. He wasn't bad, and he was one of those... He was When he left is where it opened up room for Riddick, because Mayock was a GM type, and Riddick filled in that gap once he headed to the Maybe they swap. I know Riddick's been wanting a GM job. That dude sends out more resumes. He's like a, yeah, he a, wants a master a member of Indeed. Yeah, he wants a... G- <laughs> He wants a GM job bad, so maybe they just swap spots. Maybe that'll work. Move it on. That's the 411 and the 210. Hey, when we get back, Mike McCarthy's seat seems to be heating up. Yeah. I thought he was safe. Steven Jones thinks he's safe. Mm -hmm. But Jerry has done some interesting things in the past, and will this be one of the more interesting weeks? We'll talk about McCarthy. Is he in trouble coming up? Mike Tyson and Jake Paul are being mentioned in the same sentence, and this is a good one. Let's pray this happens. Let's go. We're there at 745. Hang around. We'll be back talking Mike McCarthy and his job status. Can't believe we're here. You're on R&R in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. He shoots, he scores. Devin Booker scores again. Man. 48 burger on the Spurs last night. Felt like uh, they were playing their big brothers. Yeah, it did. One of those games where when the Spurs would do something good, the Chris Paul would compliment him. Hey, that was good, young man. Yeah. Good work. Now watch this. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. It was like that. We definitely got to get into that game. Booker was legit mad when... There was two minutes left, and Monty, his respect for Pop is through the roof. Yep. So two minutes left, like he gave Booker a couple more chances hit to one get more. the fifty, and then he's like, "All right, I, this is Pop. I'm not going to do this. You're coming out." Booker was mad. Yeah, he was mad. He was mad. I would be too. <laughs> he was legit mad. I was like, "Come on, calm down, Mister Jenner." Well, I mean, calm down, Mister Jenner. I don't think he was that mad, but you know, mad. you got it. You're. Uh, he gave me two. Cha- he gave you two chances. But Book was in the zone, man. I'm going to hit the next yeah. one. Just give me one more, right. because that's one of those things. Back when I'm 50, and I look on when I walk down my Hall of Fame, there'll be a list of the number of 50 point games. That's not going. That's not going to be there now. True. 40. We'll get there though. We're going to look at the games. We got. Uh, what are we down to? 28 games. 38. Oh, 38 games. 38 games. 38 games to get 10. 38 to get 10. Looking a little shaky, given the precedent. We'll look at the schedule. We're going to find 10, though. Uh, Let's talk some Cowboys. Mike McCarthy. Now, before we get into it, what's your bias here? 
Should he be fired? Only only way I would give him up or give up on him is if I could get Sean Payton. So, if I can't get Sean Payton, he shouldn't be fired. By that, and we'll get into the debate here, but by that logic, if you're Jerry, you're telling Jerry, make the call. Yeah, I'm telling me again, it's it's a two percent chance. Right. It's a two percent chance, right? But that's again, I don't I don't think Mike McCarthy should be fired. He had one year of just chaos. And then this year, they were extremely better. They brought in the right defensive coordinator, won the division. And, you know, you just came up short. You know, you had some mental mistakes. And again, McCarthy is to blame for some of the, a lot of the things that went on this year. Like this time management and timeouts and things like that. This has been stuff that's gone on all year. I'm not saying that he's been perfect, but I don't think he's done enough to get fired unless you can go and get, you know, a, a Sean Payton. But I don't think he should be fired for Brian Flores or um, whoever, name a, name a coordinator. I don't think he should be fired for some random dude. No. So I would say no because, again, I think it's only a 2% chance you could get Peyton. With that in mind, I feel the same way. Right. I, and, and I'll even say there's not even any need to call Sean Payton yet. You say just ride it out, right? I, I think that – well, I mean, let's look at the – if you're just evaluating – you had drastic improvement in the record. Mm-hmm. Injuries are always going to be part of the game. So, I mean, yeah, you did it without Dak. It was, it was, you were awful without Dak, and as you should be. And now you have him. You made a terrible hire for your defensive coordinator. Oh, the Mike first Nolan. Uh, getting Mike Nolan, pulling him out of the uh, freezer. I don't know where the hell he went or went back to, but that was a terrible mistake. But it was also compounded by the fact that you know they were having Zoom meetings. I mean, true. They weren't even in the same room. So and he said that was different. He it, said it makes a huge difference. It did. And right. you had a guy who probably had, didn't even have a, an iPhone that you hired <laughs> in Mike Nolan to go suddenly that thrust into this virtual environment. Yeah, it wasn't going to work. And that's your fault. That's it is. Funny. It's your fault. You hired the wrong cat. That's hilarious. But and there was vast improvement in everything from year one to year two. And yeah. if you're evaluating just on that, Yes. Now, if you're an owner, you look at things a little bit differently because, yes, there was improvement, but. And, you know, Zach Martin has said it. Now, Dak has said it. And Jerry didn't say it, but Jerry, this is why he's so upset. Dak is going to have to mask for a lot more next year. Like, if you think Dak couldn't get it done this year with everything that he had, they're going to lose people. Dak and Zach Martin have said as much like, look, we're going to come in here. In the in training camp, and this locker room is going to look a lot different. And by a lot different, that means you lose depth. That means you lose talent, whatever the case may be. So now Dak, the guy that you've paid, and Mike McCarthy, the guy that you've paid and you've trusted in, now you're going to have to go and get this accomplished with a much tougher schedule with less talent. So there's that. That's why Jerry so says, like, look, this was our chance. Like, even though the NFC is deep, because, again, you still had Tampa Bay, you still had Green Bay, and then still possibly Buffalo or Kansas City or Tennessee. But this was a good opportunity. Now we're going to have to come back and do it with less parts. And, a, and again, we talked about the schedule in the middle of last week, and a much tougher schedule. A lot Like six playoff teams you're going to be facing next year. Maybe Philly's better. So that's why Jerry's so upset. So, again, if you're, you're not going to fire him because it's like, are we giving him credit for winning this division? This is Dak's third time winning the division, but – Maybe in Jerry's eyes, like, yeah, you won a division. You're supposed to. I've given you all the tools you could possibly need to win this division. 
But full circle answering your question, no, I don't think he should be fired. I want to keep talking about this. Maybe I'm biased. I want to keep talking about this because um, I think there's arguments on the other side. I do think that you looked at this team, and while there's been vast improvement on the things that matter, mm-hmm. on the things that you really intrinsically were hired to do, mm-hmm. which, which was turn this average but very talented football team into a More Super Bowl competitor, and part and parcel of that goes More above, more. you have to have the Jimmys and Joes. You do. You, you can't go to the Super Bowl without the players. Jerry went and got those. This team is loaded. Bring that one back up. He needs to answer why Pollard got four touches, Lamb only one, and why there's Tim Beckers in the box forcing Jimmy G to beat you. Not blaming the rest and making excuses. Eric, dead on it. I want to go to break with okay. that. There are reasons to fire him. Okay. Let's talk about it when we come back. And we Oof. want to hear from you. The Kielbasa Bacon phone line, 656-3776, 656-ESP. And you early birds, you know how to type. Jump in there. <laughs> your, your, your first gut feeling normally is the right one. Normally, when you have to make a big decision, that first thing that hits your brain, whether you like it or not, is probably the decision you need to make. Nine times out of ten, if you trust your gut, go that route. So without any in-depth look, should you fire him? Let's talk about it mm. next. You're on r r in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Hey, Alexa, what's for lunch? San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Thanks, Greeny. It's R&R in the morning. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Reading texts from James Pleasure. What happened? What he sent? He know, sent something from Twitter, right? Yeah, he's he's uh, in the gym. In between oh. reps and TikToks. Does he send, is it TikToks he does? What he does, does he do? TikTok. He does Instagram. I think Pledge has it all. <laughs> he's got the poses down. He's good at that. <laughs> The uh, the seat is hot. I think it's warm. Warm at at, uh, a little after nine o'clock. When did we say we're going to do this? Which we got some sound that uh, that actually went down last night on the Blitz. Okay. The uh, Daryl Johnson, the Moose, joins the Blitz every week. Which what a coup that is! If you haven't been listening. he joined them last night, and the question was asked uh, about uh, Jerry. Jerry, by the way, canceled today's weekly visit with 105.3 The Fan. Weird, because so he, he likes a, to talk. Yes, and it's, it, it is pretty – he's very consistent about that. So it was brought up to Daryl that that had been canceled, and that had uh, – It kind of stumped him. Yeah, he was like, oh, was like, I didn't Oh, I that. didn't know that, but – yeah, we got, we'll got. we listen to Moose We'll later. do that in an hour, 8.30. Okay. Make sure uh, you're with us, at, well, about 40 minutes from now. Okay. Um, but first, let's talk about McCarthy. The, I think I, I am a firm believer in gut. And then you add in the situation where Jerry Jones finds himself. I do believe he came into this season. And remember what, in training camp, he was so excited about the season. Everybody was. Well, we were. McCarthy was. Amari Cooper was talking Super Bowl. So I, so this is, yeah. This is one of those things that Jerry, to his core, believed he'd done everything he could to go get a Super Bowl. He got his quarterback signed. He was healthy again. Mm-hmm. He had the deepest quarterback room or a wide receiver room in football. He had deep he had running backs. Even in the preseason, we didn't know Micah was going to be special. 
But we kind of knew he was going to be special. We didn't know this. He's we special, know. special. We were more excited about the growth of Trayvon Diggs. Yes. I think most of us, and it turned out we got even more than that. You got Gregory back on the field. You got D-Law. He was hurt, but, you know, the season started. He, we missed him, but we made up for it. This was Everything was in place, and it didn't happen. And, I, and I, Jerry has spoken of it. You can get the sense that he knows the sun is setting, that time is time is short. And when you're desperate, sometimes rash decisions are made. And now he has said more than once that the biggest regret of his ownership career was firing Chan Gailey only after two years. But Chan Gailey needed to be fired. It was time. In like, hindsight, that, yeah, what, is he talking what are about? you worried about? I know that Chan was a good guy and went on to have a long and illustrious NFL career, not as a head coach, but as an OC. Right. That I can see the regret, and I, I don't want him to make that decision. And I, I think he rebounded the wrong way with Jason Garrett. That dude should have been gone years before you fired but yeah. he just couldn't let go because he didn't want to do him a disservice. I don't think, but look, from looking at the early birds on YouTube, Facebook, you know, Pledge has hated McCarthy from the gate. Mm-hmm. He says we've been talking about time management from the from the beginning of the season. Look, I'm not saying that he's above the criticism. He deserves criticism, but all coaches make mistakes. It doesn't mean you get fired. Like, is it? It's not McCarthy's fault. That pick that Dak threw that turned into seven points for San Francisco. Like we we still have to. It's it's not you know uh, the penalties are kind of on McCarthy, not all of them, but some the penalties are on McCarthy a bit because you've never there's never been any repercussion for be, for making stupid plays. Nobody's ever got yanked or benched for a couple series because they made stupid plays. That 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 part of it is on him, and not on that. Who's supposed to come in? What person do you feel like that's available that's supposed to come in and win a Super Bowl next year if you fire him? Like, that's always the thing. Like, he should be an all-star. Okay, well, who are you taking off? Like, we, he should be gone. He should be gone. Okay, well, who are you going to get that's going to fix this next season or even the season after that? Because you still got the same quarterback. And the elephant in the room is when Nick Bosa went down, they still got pressure on Dak. Yep. It's time to rebuild the offensive line. The offensive line is living off of their reputation from Zeke's rookie season. They are not that anymore. Was that grammatically correct? No, Okay. They're not that anymore. So that's the other thing that needs to be taken care of. So there's some things that are on McCarthy, and there's some things that's on every coach. Trust me. You you think Kingsbury, we'll, we'll talk about him a little bit later. You think his seat isn't a little bit warm? Should be. Pete Carroll threw the ball in a Super Bowl <laughs> On the one-yard line, and he had beast mode. Bill Belichick, probably the greatest of all time, got 500 passing yards from Tom Brady against the Philadelphia Eagles and lost. Coaches aren't – so coaches don't get mulligans anymore. This essentially is his first year. This is his first season. And you – like, again, we're in this air fryer society – where the QB has to be Tom Brady at year one and the coach has to be Bill Belichick in year one. It's insane where we've come to. And again, if I can get Bill, you tell me I could get, like Pop said, you know, if, if you tell me I get Kevin Durant, yeah, I'll let you go, Marcus. You tell me I could get Bill Belichick or Sean Payton, see you, McCarthy, and that's not an d- indictment on McCarthy. That's just McCarthy like, go, oh, I get it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, that's okay, what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah, if you tell me I could get one of those guys, okay, we could talk. But if you want me to give them away for Josh McDaniels, or Todd Bowles, I'm going to tell you no. No. And again, criticize him. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve I'm, everything that y'all are posting, like Pollard, penalties, time management, absolutely, all legit. 
And y'all talk about Dan Quinn. You talking about the guy that was up 28-3 in the Super Bowl? At half? That's who that's what we're talking about? The guy that probably won, I want is it, four or five games his last season in Atlanta? The guy wears his hat backwards in the booth? The guy that we managed to beat because they didn't understand the onside kick rules? That guy. And I'm not saying that Dan doesn't deserve another chance. I'm just saying y'all are, y'all are asking. Yeah, again, you know, Pledge keeps finding different reasons, different um, examples of, yeah, 6-6 six six against non-NFC. That still doesn't mean you get fired after year one when you go, what did they go, 12-5 and five or 11-6? and six? This year? Yeah. They, they finished 12-6. and six. They oh, were okay, twelve but, and five entering the playoffs. regular season. Mm-hmm. So, twenty. So, I'm not firing somebody after one season that went twelve and six. That doesn't make sense to me, unless yeah. I can get Bill Belichick or Sean Payton. We'll continue this topic in about uh, thirty minutes. Moose had some thoughts. Stephen Jones has some right. thoughts. We won't hear from Jerry. He has canceled his uh, weekly That's on one hundred five three. The fan, and that is what threw the uh, the. Uh, Mouse in the, the works, the fly in the <laughs> ointment, because that doesn't make much sense. When we come back, the Spurs go down to the Suns. feel like you were just kind of toyed with, and uh, Devin Booker goes bananas. We'll look at the potential of the Spurs and reaching the the, uh, the milestone that Pop is chasing a little bit later in the show, but we'll try to figure out what happened last night. The good news is uh, Josh Primo got 21. The bad news was it wasn't with the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it next. Hang with us. R&R in the morning continues right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Uh, Rob Thompson, Rudy J, uh, R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. As you pass through the drop-off line. Morning, good morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schoenig. We all got dropped off earlier. We got the breakfast. Yeah. We ever the kid that was always in the lunchroom first because your parents were the first one to drop you off? Hated that. Uh, I was always a bus guy, so we were the bus is always a little early. I never had the bus. We walked to school uphill both ways. I, mean, I only time close. I was the yeah, only time I was close enough to walk was my senior year. My senior year, I literally lived down the street. I lived about probably a mile, so the bus route was further outside of that. So we never had the button had the. So I, we walked. Well, I didn't always walk, but we yeah, could. No, I was a bus because we were always in weird situations. Like, oh, we're kind of far out. It was, you know, we didn't have a. Th- now there's a thousand schools, right? You know, we didn't have a thousand yeah. schools, so it there was, was no always place bus to go. Yeah, <laughs> and then the days you remit. Then I remember those days where me and my sister would miss because we were watching cartoons. And, you know, you have to go, you have to tell your mom, like, oh, we missed the bus. That was never fun. <laughs> we sitting there eating cereal, watching cartoons, and next thing you know, you hear the bus, and it's like, oh, my god. Well, all, all through high school, though, we always had athletics before school. Before? We, uh, See, I, I only something. played soccer, so soccer was always after. There was always something. Yeah. I mean, it was either in-season, early whatever, or out-of-season, early conditioning. But we always had early workouts, because I guess it was a space thing in the gym. True. Good volleyball. Yeah. And my mother was, you know, my mother was the old school leave it to beaver kind of mom. She Dropped made breakfast. Well, no, she made breakfast for us every morning. Oh, okay. So always we'd have breakfast. But, and, uh, you know, my, some of, some days it was one of my favorite breakfasts. You know, like she'd make a good one. And I knew that I have a workout coming in about 30 you minutes. You can't have pancakes, eggs, oh, and I bacon. I it up every day. Yeah, I, and knowing like... full well. I would eat it knowing like I, I'm, I'm almost, and I, I understood what I was doing, but it was almost bulimia. 
Knowing full well. You're going to throw it up. Because it was kind of come up if the workout was what I expected. Yeah, you can't do that on a ba- basketball on, with pancakes and eggs on your stomach. No way. Well, I know. But the <laughs> breakfast was so good. And I was like, you weren't I, I didn't turning care. it down. I mean, right. I'm, I'm 16 years old. I mean, yeah. you ever show up to a basketball practice and you walk into the gym and the baskets are down and there's garbage cans in the oh, corners? Oh, you know what you're about to do. Life is about to get real hard. Yeah. Hell, we couldn't touch the soccer field until we got a two minute, I mean, a 12 minute, two mile, 12 minutes. You couldn't touch a soccer ball until you ran two miles in under 12 minutes, which to some people is easy. Yeah, to some people is easy, but you got to be humping. You got to be humping, but you want to get on the field. That's so you, the and you're, you're 16, 17, though, so you figure it out. That's just to get on the field. Like uh-huh. You ain't touching Coach Schaefer's field. Until you ran that two miles in under twelve minutes. I'm always to this day. I'm more of a short burst kind of a guy. Yeah, same, same. I was like, I was never the long distance guy, but I got it done somehow. With that in mind, with that in mind, short burst. Last night, Spurs go down, and what was an entertaining game? It was fun. It was fun. well. Look, I'll, I'll be hundred percent transparent. First half, I missed it. I was watching football. Thank God the Rams put them out of their misery, and I was able to catch the second half of the Spurs Suns. But I'd get over there, and they're up nine, ten points, and I'm like, "Oh!" So the second half was fun, which is really all you need to watch of a basketball game. Really, if it's not the playoffs, do you really need to watch all four quarters? Spurs, as we sit today, are nine and seventeen in the West. Ooh, okay. And obviously, the West is better. I mean, I'm not saying that. But, I, I mean, don't know. Is, I don't know. Ah. I think the West is better. Come on. Atlanta, yeah, not I what know. they were. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, but it's still, that's, Pull up their that kind Go of ahead. sums up who they are. Right. I mean, that's just kind of who they are. Now, for those unaware, Becky Hammond has gone into the protocols. I did not know that. Yeah, she was not there last night. Hmm. Uh, Bren's kind of up. Bren's actually become more and more part of this offense. I think it's because McBuckets was gone and they needed that jump shooting, but uh, he's averaging 13.3 points over his last 10. That's nice. 9.1 now over the season. And, I, and it's been obvious. There's been a concerted effort to have him more part of that second unit of offense and starting on some of those games. But the game itself, I think your tweet put it perfectly. <laughs> that the Spurs got little brother. Yeah. That yeah. You, the, know, you know, little brother gets up 10 to 2, and big brother's like, okay, okay. this was fun. And then he beat you 12 to 10. You never score again once Big Brother says, and, and, <laughs> all right, I'm ready. You know what I mean? That's what happened last night. And, and it's supposed to. That's that's the defending Western Conference champs. They have the best record in the league. They have one of the deepest deepest rosters in the league. Hell, Biombo looked like Shaq last In the second half, anyway. In the second, like he's getting one. I turned over there. I thought I was watching Shaq. With the Spurs, again, when, and this is this is basketball one on one, and I'm not, and I know Pop knows basketball way more than me, so I know he coaches this. When you are outsized and you you're not athletic, when the ball goes up, you find your man and you shove your rear end into Blocked his midsection out. and you box out oh. and you move that man out again. This is Phoenix. I don't expect them to win that game, but when a guy just continues to get offensive rebounds and y'all just. You're just jumping with him. Box the man out. What are you waiting for to box him out? It's so frustrating because, again, I'm 5'9". So when I am going to play ball, the times I go play ball, I have no choice but to box out. I, I'm not athletic, and, I, and I'm and i short. 
So boxing out just became a habit. And I'm and I'm LA fitness guy. So I'm wondering why y'all allowing Biombo out here to look like Shaq. Like he really kind of got them going in the third quarter by keeping even the ones where he didn't get offensive rebounds, he was able to tip balls out and things like that. He just kept possessions going and they slowly crept back in and then just punched us in the mouth and closed the door. You know, the irony of that what you just said. Is it so true? We get out athletics on the front line it's, that's a every given. night. That's a given. But Jakob Pertle played the game of his life last night. He was all, he I was thought Jakob was spectacular in defeat. Yeah, he had he had a little dream shake going. Nine of twelve from the field, and it at all twelve felt like they were going in. Nobody happier than them to get Zach Collins back in the fold. Fourteen rebounds. Yeah, he needs and it help. wasn't enough. Wasn't enough because. And, you know, Booker had 48, but I think that was because, again, they never doubled him. They never sent, they never blitzed him. I think Pop, and it was, it, it, it worked up to a point like, hey, Booker can have 70. We just, you know, we're just going to stay home on everybody else. We're not going to double team and get everybody involved. That's been a Pop staple for the longest, you know, going all the way back to El Amari, Stoudemire. It looked like he had these great games, and Pop's like, yeah, he did. That's exactly what we wanted him to do. I don't want Steve Nash with the ball. I can live with Amari Stoudemire having 38. <laughs> We're still going to win the game. So I wasn't shocked to see Pop not double-team Devin Booker. And so and Devin does what he does, man. He's a, he, he's a, a, a professional scorer. 12 turnovers. We only turn That's them not over. bad. No, but we only turn them over five times. That's oh. the Chris Paul effect. Yeah, Chris You're Paul. You're just not going to turn them over. His mid-range is beautiful to watch. He, that last night was such a big brother the description was perfect yeah. because he did exactly what they needed to do to go win the game nothing more nothing less he knew yeah, exactly he came what they in needed the fourth quarter and just kind of like all right that's it. it let's just go ahead and put this to bed i'm tired right <laughs> i'm ready to get on the, the plane dev keep shooting right just keep shooting and they dominated in the fourth quarter which is what we expected by a team that is legitimately bigger and badder than we are but i think again this has been an issue all year long like there's i can think of at least Five games, six games where they've had significant leads and lost them. Which So th- the thing about it is I still feel like they're learning. They're learning like, you know what? Once we learn how to close, we're going to be pretty good because we've we figured out how to get up on some really good basketball teams. It's just we're young and we don't know how to finish games. We don't know about attention to detail and execution and defensive rotations and everybody's assignments late in games. Once they do learn that, they're going to be a really good basketball team. But Again, there's a lot of teams out there that are, you know, in the bottom half teams that aren't getting up on the Phoenix Suns by no. 12, 13 points. So the learning, the learning curve is still there and they're still doing a good job of getting better each and every night. Now I have a question to ponder as we head toward the headlines. With Zach Collins up and playing, mm-hmm. who are we going to say goodbye to? As far as that's in the rotation mm-hmm. currently? Well, I'm looking at a roster. Uh, you know, Brendan didn't get any minutes. He ain't going anywhere. But Thaddeus, is Thaddeus done? Are they going to have to make a final decision on this? I don't know. I mean, I, I, do I don't believe know what they're doing with him. Yeah. I do believe that uh, we won't see him in a Spurs any any minutes of value again. I just think you just get, you'll just you be able to cut Jakob's workload down. I don't think Zach is going to come in and play 20 minutes. No, but what, looking at what we saw last night, Keldon, Doug, Jakob, Derek, DeJounte, Devin, Lonnie, Keita Bates, Jock Londale, Joe Wieskamp, which I'm sure is gone. 
Although lots of minutes. Well, got some close time minutes. Bryn Forbes and Thaddeus. So he comes in. We don't see Wieskamp again until we're dealing with protocols. Is that I basically think, what we I believe? I think him and Bates Diablo be in a... Keita tr- needs to play every I, I night. He, no, I like him too. I think he needs to play as well. But I'm just saying, if we're trying to figure out the minutes, it's not going to be Jakob. So he's going to be in a pretty much competition for minutes with Diab. So Thaddeus, right? Well, yeah, I don't. they don't play him anyway. But we're going to have to make a decision is what I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I, hope, I think I mean, they're going to finally have to fish or cut bait with Thaddeus. Uh, clearly, Jack. nobody wants him. I wouldn't go that far. I don't think he's. I think he's just been on ice, and I think everybody's oh, okay. just waiting for the Spurs to go. All right, here he is. Yeah, he isn't, he's still the same guy with the Bulls. He is a legitimate NBA. No, he player. can play. Yeah, there's no, no, no. no. I know that he can play. He and, can play. For and the sure, savvy for sure. GMs are very aware of that. And I think they're just kind of waiting for the time when Zach Collins comes back. Yeah, maybe. I mean, what do they expect them to get a second round pick or something? Shoot, I don't know, but a they're going to clear some I don't space. Know. Is what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I have to look at his um, contract. I don't keep up with everybody's contract on the Spurs, but they would, at some point, I guess you would move him. I, I mean, it's only right because he can still play. He's just wasting away over there. Strange. And we've done this to players over the last couple of years. The, uh, but I think this one is the, this one is the biggest head scratch because again, I wasn't a big fan of Damari Carroll. Like, I'm like, what? Get, I don't know. I never understood why they brought him in. Like, daddies can still play, play. You know, but the Damari Carroll, they're like, yeah, leave him on the bench. Why'd you even bring him down here? How'd the Austin Spurs look last night, Carl? It was a really fun game. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I think there were 21 lead changes and 17 ties. How did uh, Zach look? Uh, He needed conditioning. I mean, that's fine. You know, this is his first real minutes, and he played in a game where both teams put up field goal attempts in the 90s. So there was a point in the third quarter where he had some space to explode, and he probably could explode during warm-ups, but he, he wanted to dunk it and just didn't have the air underneath him. So, you know, those kinds <laughs> oh, no. of... Yeah, He's those, 6'11". No, the, no, no, no. He got that, shorted on a dunk. Well, you know, it's still finishing among elite athletes. It's not like it was a wide open dunk. Okay. Yeah, it, it was. It, it was a in traffic explosion that he just didn't have. But he had also run fifty sprints more than he had in any game in eighteen months, I guess. So, you got to figure yeah. he's there focusing on specifics. So what is he doing with? Is he? Is it a corner three? Are they putting him in the paint? What's uh, his, what's he his went over three, and they were all from above the break, and they looked fine. Uh, I thought he looked confident on his threes. Uh, he was getting some back to the basket work. Okay. Mm, you know he blocked three shots. Ah. Uh, it only listed him with one offensive rebound, and I don't believe that's right on the official stats. So, uh, but that, on that offensive rebound, he scored. He finished around the rim on all eight of his points. So, you know, and a lot of times he was finishing in traffic on those. So, it, who was I, he defending? I, was he defending a five or a four? Uh, Usman Garuba, who was the that's Spaniard big, first. Big, yeah, so he, he yeah, he's, he's pretty thick. So he was playing a five. Mm, yeah, and then a five was, and Garuba was guarding him most of the time. So yeah, the, there's we'll we'll see what happens with Collins. I wouldn't expect him back within a month. I, I think he needs serious time to get his NBA legs back under him. Oh my goodness! Well, he just came back from 18 months on a broken ankle. A yeah, there's a bike. There's a there's a treadmill. Damn, I mean, a, a uh, you can get on a bike. You can get that rowing machine. They only uh, have like. Four games Swimming? left. They play Wednesday in Rio oh, Grande okay. Valley. They okay, play Friday against the um, Grizzlies affiliate, the Memphis Hustle. 
and then they play the South Bay Lakers on the 27th. That's the rest of their schedule, and I, I feel like he probably needs at least four or five games just to find NBA conditioning again. As far as Primo goes, what is he, 18 or 19? He's 19. He's turned 19 on the 24th. At 19, I'm going to tell you right now, I would not be mature enough to go from being on the big stage and playing in critical moments and then having to go play with the, go have to go play with the G Leaguers. It's like when you, it's like playing in a pro am, like on a lower level. It's like playing in a pro am and then next thing you know, you run an LA fitness. You're like, dude, I don't even want to play with these guys. You know what I mean? And it, it, there's a certain amount of professionalism that you have to maintain because it's like it's got to be easy for him. I'm, and when I say easy, I don't. No, you're maybe right. That, maybe that's not the word. Maybe no. easy isn't the right word. But like when I go from the you know playing against some of the people, I just I just played against Garland with Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like I was just out there against the best of the best, and now like I'm back down here with the G Leaguers. It's like, dude, I don't even want to be here. But again, you have you're getting paid a lot of money. They're they're investing in you for the future. So there is a amount of professionals you have to maintain. But it's got to be tough mentally to be like, dude, I was just playing against the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Phoenix Suns and blah blah blah, etc. Whoever they were playing during the whole COVID stretch, and now I'm back down here. Like this is easy work. This is easy work. Like he had seven turnovers yesterday, so there's things I, to improve on. That seven turnovers. You know why he had seven turnovers? Because he's loose. Because he's, he's going through. He going through. Not going through the motions, but it's just like, hey, what am yeah. I doing here? It, you know, you have to treat the Austin Spurs in two different ways, depending on who you are. Because Zach Collins is in there, he doesn't give a damn whether they win. Now he's going to help at the he's end of the game. He's playing himself he in shape. He's making sure he gets up and down. I am right. here to do. Right. And he's going to get those done. He's a seasoned pro. Josh Primo just needs to round off the edges. We're trying to sand off the edges and refine this and do all of that. And you're right. The difference between playing against Cleveland and then showing up is varsity and JV. Yeah. Not that JV can't play. They just can't play consistently. There's some guy, you know, right. that's not playing against. He's playing against talent, but yeah, it's just yeah, not yeah. consistent. I don't, I, and again, I'm so not calling them seven scrubs. Seven turnovers means right. you're loose, but it doesn't mean you're playing against terrible. No, they're not scrubs. I don't think they're not. They're not scrubs but at all. I didn't I, say that. I will tell you this: when it, it, you're right, but it made it was made a lot easier because when he shows up in the locker room, everybody in the room had to do the same damn thing. Yeah. Devin's like, yeah, it sucks. Lonnie's like, yeah, dude, I'm with you. Dejounte, yeah, been there. Derek, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Joe, you want to come in here and talk about it too? They can all bitch, every one of them. True. So it makes it a lot easier to suffer as long as it's shared because right. they've all done it. Now, if he was the first one that was getting sent down and you yeah. know eating peanuts on the in the bench instead of getting the caviar <laughs> after the game, you know, yeah, I could see why it would ruin you. But yeah. now everybody's like, yeah, shut up, man. It was me too. Yeah. But seven turnovers is you got yeah, I agree with you on that one, Carl. There's some little things gotta fix, but we'll see a fix from there. Okay. Let's get some headlines. Let's see everybody caught up. It's time for the four one one and then it's two one oh. Here's the four one one in the two one up. Headline two. Spurs add Airbnb co-founder Joe, and I hope I'm saying this right, Gabia, as a minority ownership stakeholder. The Spurs added the unique minority ownership stakeholder on Tuesday. Airbnb co-founder and billionaire Joe Gabia. Gabia tells The Athletic that he has 
a new strategic partnership role with the Spurs, joining billionaire Michael Dell and co-founder of Dell Technologies and San Francisco-based investment firm Sixth Street as new investors in the Spurs. This continues further reconstruction of the organization under Peter J. Holt since he took over as managing partner in June. The Spurs have seen new group minority owners come in, representing a generational change as Holt stewards the next era of the franchise. His quote, I love being in the presence of people who have dedicated their lives to something, to their craft, and I remember thinking to myself, one day I want to be in the NBA of the business world. Gabia told The Athletic, I want the NBA of entrepreneurship. I'm a big fan of the Spurs, big fan of Coach Pop, and the Spurs have been pretty remarkable run. Five championships between 99 and 2014. Legends on a team like Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, David Robinson, and Tim Duncan. A lot of high-tech money. A lot of tech money now. Yeah. you got Michael Dell and Gebbia. Now, for those unaware, he's a billionaire. He's the, he, But he's an internet billionaire. He's not a hotelier, but he would design the platform that is at Airbnb. Mm, okay. Well, good for him. It's a different sensibility when you. I mean, this. Is, I don't know what. I don't know what his buy-in was. Do we have an idea what what the what his small stake was worth? And did he buy into Sixth Street, who is the owner, or did he buy into the Spurs? No, Michael Dell owns Sixth Street. So did he buy into Sixth Street, or that's Michael Dell's investment? That, in Sixth that's, Street. That Michael and is separate. Yeah, Michael Dell is Dell and Sixth Street. So this is yes. another owner. This, this is buying in a, a share of a smaller share. He has bought a share of the Spurs. Gibia of whatever his internet okay. foundation is, it's based in Airbnb, and Michael Dell joined Peter Holtz. Okay. Junior. I, I couldn't quite figure out mm -hmm. whether he was buying into Sixth Street, which is an owner, or he was buying into the Spurs. So he's bought in with the Spurs. So we have another seat at the table, another member of the board. Well, the writing's on the wall. They're moving to Austin. Well, see, that's they're not moving to Austin. They're but moving to Austin. There's a Sixth Street. The only Sixth Street we acknowledge well, is that, Austin. Well, that's the investment no, company. I, I, but you're I, right. I'm so, kidding. And you're I'm on kidding. the same train I'm on, Rudy. Uh -huh. I think we have to realistically, as we look toward the future of what San Antonio is going to be mm -hmm. as far as a sports hub, in our endeavor to become what we want to be, whether there's a Major League Baseball stadium out in Kirby, and there's an NFL stadium a little south of San Marcos, and the Spurs, well, as we grow into this Metroplex on 35, and we have this high-tech stuff, especially with Michael Dell, who is an Austinite through and freaking through. I think we have to look at the long-term longevity of the Spurs as part of a larger Metroplex that would include a stadium somewhere between. In between. That's just I'll what I'm saying. With that. I, but, but we keep our name. But new ownership, I, I, you know. We keep a, San Antonio, right? I would hope. I, I don't want to be mean, called San Marcos. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys play in Arlington. I mean, that's, that's okay. San Francisco 49ers don't play in San Francisco no, anymore, they're, they're do they? San Jose. Oh, no, they do now. I don't know. I can't they were out. No, they're in San Jose, man. Okay. Not in San Francisco. Anyway. Um, so, no, I don't, but I'm just saying this isn't immediate, but I would say in the next 15 years when we start talking about new arena and, you know, crowds and, and selling who you are and the area that we're in, whenever there's more Austin, that's not a good thing for keeping things in downtown San Antonio. I'm just saying. Not a bad thing. Hell, I mean, look what Golden State did. They went to a more high-class, upscale, because Oracle was the, the play, that place was nice. It was rocking as far as like, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's old. And they go to somewhere where the seats are 90000 to sit on the court. Now. And they moved from Oakland back downtown. Yeah. In Frisco now. But I do think uh, new ownership, I'm all, it always makes me a little concerned. Un just yeah, a, little yeah, a little uneasy. Worried. But uh, 
Peter's, Peter J's making some money. Pulling a little bit of equity out of the family business. Not mad at him. Moving on. Headline one. Mike Tyson denies Jake Paul fight talks. He says it's new to me. Despite a report, the men were deep in negotiations to fight. Iron Mike says it's a flat out ain't true. The 55-year-old undisputed heavyweight champion of the world took to his Twitter page to shoot down the news. Quote, this is news to me. I just saw Jake in St. Barth's and he never mentioned it. Tyson wrote on a social media platform. Mike was responding to a story published by The Sun on Monday where the outlet said Mike and Jake were in, quote, advanced talks for a $49 million boxing match. Tyson and Paul do do know each other. In fact, Jake became a boxing star on the undercard of an Iron Mike fight when the heavyweight stepped in and fought Roy Jones Jr. in November 2020. But okay. Yeah, Jake just turned 25 yesterday, meaning that Mike is more than 30 years his elder. Also, Paul fights professionally, and any bout with Tyson would in all likelihood be an exhibition. Um, I'm sad. I hope that uh, Jake can talk Mike into taking this fight. That's a good amount of money for both of them. Because Mike isn't going to be like Woodley was scared to get knocked out. Then he went in there and got fake knocked out, dropped his left on purpose and then, you know, took the dive. But even in the first fight, when they fought for real, Woodley was scared to get knocked out. Mike ain't going to scared to be knocked out. He's going to keep coming forward. And if you knock him out, you knock him out. But more than likely, he's going to sit Jake on his ass. But hope it happens. But I, but now, you know, Mike isn't really too much with the games. So if Mike comes out and says it ain't true, then it just ain't true. Yeah, let the man be old and smoke weed. Come on now. Yeah, oh. he, he does that. He does that really well, like Mike, the whole podcast. Mike, go Toby Keith on this. You ain't as good as you once was, but one time, you're as good as you ever Come was. Come on, Mike. Please, for every 55-year-old man who has looked at Jake Paul and said, somebody, for the love of God, punch him right in his nose. Mike, you were put on this planet to do one thing, and that is to fight. Everything else is secondary in your life. You were programmed to fight. He can smoke a, he can smoke a joint on the way into the I, ring. I, you could, man, I don't care. Yeah, I, I don't, don't give care. a damn. Do that, but whoop Jake Paul's <laughs> ass for all of us. Bring that old man strong. Bring that, <laughs> prove it for me. I need to know that Mike, even high, can take down Jake Paul. I didn't know Jake was that young. Maybe it's because of the thinning hair. I thought Jake was a little older than 25. Made 40 million last year. Got... Tips, tips, cat. Hey, man, that's yeah, a hustle. Yeah, it's a good but hustle. For the, please, yeah. For all things, get your money. But I want to see him sat down. Saint to boxers, there's got to be. Got to be a boxing. We'll figure pay. it out. We need to find that light a candle, do whatever. But we all need a Jake Paul, <laughs> Mike Tyson fight because Mike Tyson is just like a pet tiger. At some point, he's gonna, he gonna you. revert. Yeah. So maybe Mike gets a couple on his nose. Because everybody's got a plan until they get hit, as he said. As he once said, yeah. So maybe, just maybe, this exhibition turns interesting. I hope so. Let's just hope. Moving $50 million, dollars, let's get that. Dude, I would pay. I'd pay for you that one. You get me on that one. Net star Kyrie Irving steadfast on his vaccine despite the Durant injury. Kyrie Irving is only available to play in road games as long as he remains unvaccinated and current in New York City mandates maintain in place. Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving insists that the injury to teammate Kevin Durant won't change his stance on not getting the COVID-19 vaccine. Irving only recently returned to action after a drawn-out stalemate over getting vaccinated, said Monday following the loss to the Cavaliers that he has no intention to getting the shot and nothing will sway him. Quote, that's my decision already and I'm standing on it, Irving said. 
Um, sometimes as media, we're forced into asking questions just because we're supposed to. But like, because like, if you if you don't, then Twitter and YouTubers are like, why didn't you ask him this? Because he's not going to answer it. And they're going to know the answer. And, and people on Twitter don't actually listen to the press conferences. Yeah, they get mad like, at us for asking questions we did ask. But that's what I'm saying. It's like. I know you have to ask that question, but did he think he was going to get a... Re- did he think Kyrie was going to be like, you know what? Yeah, I thought about I'm it. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it. But you got to ask it. Uh, man, I, I think... I, yes, it's news, but I mean, like, of course he's not going to do it. This is Kyrie Irving, man. Like, he missed half of the season because it's like... I would be not if I'm Kevin Durant and Steve Nash and James Harden. Like if he decided to now, I'd be like, "Yo, why'd you just do this in October, yeah, bro?" No kidding. You know what I mean? I'd be like, "Yo, you had us out here fighting COVID and, and playing without you, and now you want to do it? Like you should have just did that in October. Like I don't even want you to now." So, but I didn't. Of course, Kyrie said he's not going to get. Oh, it. Th- there's still a long time between here and there. Let's see what happens when it is. What come playoff time? It, when and if it's two all, three two, close out, and they're at home. Let, let's just okay. Let's All right, just we'll wait it out. We'll wait it out. You know, suddenly get that Johnson and Johnson just to get it over with. Okay. Just to just to step in the ring because the pressure has not been brought to bear from his team, not and yet. I cannot imagine a scenario where I'm sitting in a locker room and. If I'm in that situation, something terrible's happened. If I'm, if it's James Harden and Kevin Durant, and they're sitting at a deficit against somebody in the second round, and to get a championship, they're going to have to win one on the road. And Kyrie ain't playing. Now I don't know what the parameters are when you get to play after you've been vaxxed. I don't know if it's like get the oh, shot. Yeah, you can I thought step it was like a court, certain amount of days even after you get it. It right? is something that still bears watching. It's easy to say that in February. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's easy to say, nah, I'm standing pat. But when your team starts going, hey, bruh, it's fine in October. It was good in November. In December, January, that's okay. But now it's March and we need you. Yeah. Let's okay. see what happens. We'll, uh, we'll let it play out there. And then he could, you could follow the sword and say, you know what? I'm against this, but it's about my brothers now. Right. I mean, we'll see. I don't think that would happen. I still think he you would. You never play. know, though. It's a good point. We'll but wait there, it out. Well, let's see it in April. Let's see April, May. We'll see. Hey, when we come back after we finish our info, uh, we're going to hear some sound from Moose Johnson, who joined um, uh, Max and uh, and uh, the boys yesterday morning. The difference from what he said in the morning to when he joined Jason Minix in the afternoon. Is Mike McCarthy safe? We'll talk about it next. This is R&R in the morning, and you're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. His name was Bill Callahan, Rudy. Thanks, Jason Minix. Bill Callahan from the Where Are They Now? Uh, I remember that guy. You're on R&R in the morning. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. Carl Schroeder driving the boat. Don't forget, halftime, noon to two, Michael Menace will be with you. Carl will be on the, talking about the day's events. Did we do the, uh, the? Uh, did they do the uh, Blood In, Blood Out movie review? Or is that, does that's he, Wednesday. Do that, do that Wednesday. That's right. Today's Tuesday. He liked it. I'm being interested to hear what he has to say. I, I was mad because he didn't do Urban, he's not doing Urban Cowboy. But I see he did blood, he thinks he's slick. He did blood in, blood out because he's trying to get Shea Sharana on the show. Oh. So he tried to, that's why he went that direction with it. Like, he, he, he everybody knows he should, uh, first of all, 
Shout out to all my blood in, blood outers. Okay, I get it. Good my movie. Wife, Too my long. Wife, my wife's a blood in, blood outer. But, like, but it's not American me. Yeah, it's not American me. But Jimenez is trying to be slick and 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 include Shay Serrano in the tweet yesterday, trying to be. And I, I don't blame him. That's what we do. We try to get. We try to get good guests. And I don't know. Hopefully, Shea, he comes Shea on. Shay is awesome. He's he from. He's from he loves neck some, of the woods. He's he loves South, some Spurs. Well, he's a Southwest guy. He yeah. grew up, we grew up on the same side of town. Uh, but he's a bit. What? Mike. Mike's stepping into some deeper waters. What is he? Try, you think he'll big time him? What are you I'm trying not saying to say? He'll big time him. I just know that you know. In my in my conversation, my brief conversations with Shay. Oh, okay. He's got he's got contractual obligations that preclude him from doing some things that we would like to do. Oh, I don't but blame him for trying. I, he there is no better San Antonian out there than Shea Serrano. Yeah, he loves. He the represents Spurs. us. He represents the Spurs. He represents a lot of things. I believe, man, he's a good dude. Yeah. So uh, yeah, more power to you, Mike. Let's let's hope that works. Um, and I, I we, we're kind of talking entertainment, but this is two weeks in a row. He chose the wrong movie. Yeah, he should have went Urban Cowboys. Well, uh, I'm just going to say, Blood In, Blood Out is a great movie. A, a good movie. Not yeah. a great one. It's good. I'm not right. But I thought, as far as the genre, American Me did it better. I loved American Me. Also, last week, he watched Tombstone. I've never but seen there it. Was, there's a better version of that movie with Kevin Costner and Dennis Quaid. He chose the lesser the, first, the last two weeks. Now, he liked, <laughs> he liked Tombstone. But I'm like, dude, there was a better one. I don't think he liked it. I think the I think the listener scared him into liking it. He went C plus. I think he wanted to go D. You know what? He's been right. I, I will give him credit. <laughs> C plus is about right. He gave uh, um uh, uh, Scarface an A minus, which is about right. Ryan Nagel was pissed about that. Ryan Nagel still hasn't spoken to Jimenez because he won't give him an A plus, so he refuses to talk to Mike until There's he There's only one or two A plus movies out there. So not everything. Scarface is one of them. Eh, it's an A. It's really good. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. Oh no! I mean, it wasn't A plus great. It wasn't Godfather. Okay, give me it two. Give me two A pluses. Godfather one and two, both of them. I mean, that, the, there are very few perfect movies. And Scarface had a few yeah. casting issues. Okay. You know, the bad Cuban accents from the white actors. Robert <laughs> Loggia playing the Cuban. That was a little odd to me. You know what? I do hate when, now that I'm older, I do hate when they do that. And Al Pacino saying, mang. Dude, I, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, was, it was all right, but there were some questionable decisions yeah, made. I got you. But the story, perfect. Perfect. So A- minus is appropriate. But I'd like for him to go to the A-level movie. Don't go to the JV team. Pick the, the right tombstone. Pick the right one. That's where I'm at. Okay. When he said, yeah, I watched Blood and Blood, I was like, dude, you did it backwards. You should have done American Me. So have something... I don't know why I like that one more than the other one. I guess it's an almost thing. I don't know. I like almost. So uh, last night we're getting into the movie, or getting into the football game, and all game long. Now ESPN is under the umbrella of Disney. Yes, they so are. So there was a you know a synergistic thing going on, but they sure. really did prop up this new Marvel. Is it a movie or a series? No, it's a movie. I see. I didn't see it on the telecast. Pledger posted it to his Instagram story, and I watched it, and I was amazed. Moon Knight. Moon Knight again, not a Marvel guy. Uh, I've I've missed ninety percent of them, but this one I will not be missing. I'm not saying I'm going to be there when Carl is there, so Carl doesn't get spoilers. 
Oh, it's a series DLP? Okay, well, whatever it is, I don't know, but I got to watch it. Well, isn't the process normally with Marvel, you release the movie, then you follow it up because now they're in the universe and you can do all kinds of stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, see I, see, I didn't even know it was a series. I thought it looked like a movie to me. I'm going to read a, a quick synopsis that when I Googled Moon Knight. Okay. Let me hear it. Moon Knight, Mark Spector, characters, Marvel, slashes in there. Okay. Struggling with multiple personalities and amoral inclinations, Mark Spector fights on against all odds as the cloaked Avenger, Moon Knight. See, I need I need visual. I don't know what you just said. I'm a visual guy, and the visual seems like a guy that he doesn't know if he's a. When watching the trailer, he he's going crazy because he never knows if he's awake or if he's dreaming. He can't differentiate the two. So how can you fight crime? Well, you have to turn into Moon Knight. You have to accept the chaos, embrace the chaos. And that's what they keep telling him. Hey, embrace the chaos. Once you embrace the chaos, you will know who you are. And this, we just got an early bird that said it's Marvel's Batman. Oh, I don't know. Pledge, I have to let me know on that. I, 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 I trust DLP. I appreciate that. Suffers from DID. What's DID? Dissociative Identity Disorder. What? Wow. Carl spit that out pretty quick. What is it called? Dissociative ID dis what? So dissociative identity disorder is essentially multiple personality disorder, but because Hollywood made multiple personality disorder look like Jacqueline Hyde, dissociative identity disorder is the new branding of multiple personality disorder. Nice. There you go. Does that make sense? It does yeah. to me. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Good job, Carl. That's like that M Night Shaman. Restaurant movie. quality answer. There you go. Deep and in-depth is what we do here. Hey, that's DID also. Deep in depth. <laughs> wow. Embrace week, the chaos, hey, baby. Hey, we go to break on that note right there. That you, Where else can you get that? He doesn't know his name is Mark. You see, you guys, I marvel at you guys. Do you see what I just did there? <laughs> you, can't, you can't top this show. Caffeine is kicked in, baby. <laughs> I marvel at you guys that know all the details, man. It's, it's amazing what y'all know. And again, I'm down with some of it. This one, I'm down. And then you told me that the other one that I have to get it. I have to get Disney Boba Plus. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Must. And we're not going to go into it because Carl is only on episode three. But Boba Fett is a must. It's worth the $13 a month for it Disney is, Plus. It is, in my humble opinion. Okay. And we're going to look at the NFL playoff scenarios. The and games the moose, are the, set. The Moose... Um, audio. We yeah, did, we, yeah, we, we, we to promise. Get to that. It, it's okay. coming. We promise. We hope. We're talking NFL next. Hang around. R&R in the morning continues for one more hour here on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. R&R &R in the morning continues. We're so glad you're with us. Early birds sound off. If you got something to say, the Kiabasa Bacon phone lines are always available to you. 656-3776. 656-ESPN, the numbers to dial. You can type it. YouTube, go there. Set up your, you know, like, listen, share, all that stuff. But set up your alerts. Mm. I use them. You should, too. Well, last night, we saw the Rams dispatch the Cardinals quickly, easily. The wildcard weekend was a bit of a letdown. Outside of the Cowboys, Cowboys and um, 49ers, Cincinnati and Raiders. Well, it went chalk. Only home team to lose with the Cowboys. Yes. Cincinnati Raiders was a good game. Cowboys, 49ers, decent game. The rest, who had terrible. A, who had a more impressive win? 
Buffalo or the Rams? Buffalo. Because that because Bill Belichick doesn't lose by 40. True. Like, that just doesn't happen. So well, I'm going to go Buffalo. And the Cardinals have been stumbling. Yeah. they. I mean, they were up and down. They started off fire red hot like they have the past couple of years, and they kind of tail off, and then they win a game, and then they lose a game, and you're like, what? So... Yeah, Arizona. That's why I'm not sure Kingsbury is safe, but everybody's telling yeah, me. Yeah, I saw you tweet that. Everybody telling me I'm crazy. You know, I don't. I, I don't like to just. You know, I I have trouble with chalk. I have trouble just saying the ob stating the obvious. But sometimes I just want to look deeper into things, and it's just like when I really look at Kingsbury, am I am I impressed? Do you think he's been promoted to the level of his incompetence that he is a genius like, offensive coordinator? I think he's a really good coach. offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think he's. I think he could coach any job in college as well. But as far as a pro, I don't know. I don't know if he gets the guys' attention and gets guys ready to play every week. This weekend, this is the schedule we have in front of us. What we got? Three uh, thirty on Saturday, we will get the Bengals at the Titans. Okay. Uh, to eight fifteen on Saturday night, 49ers Packers. I love this weekend. This Me is too. my favorite weekend of football. Rams, Bucks, Bills, and Chiefs. I hate that Bills and Chiefs is this week. Tennessee got the great side. Tennessee got that New England side of the draw. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that. That's not me poo-pooing on Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's going to go in there and fight. But this is how Tom Brady made it to seven Super Bowls over there. Because he'd have the bye. And then he'd get a team that's really not ready yet. <laughs> and then the AFC Championship, you got one game. And your coach against Bill Belichick, he's probably going to get you. So Tennessee got that New England side of the bracket. See what they do with it. Not that the Bengals are a pushover. No, 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 no. Not no. They're not a pushover at whatsoever. But they're a young team that's never been there. But you feel like you know they've already accomplished basically what they had circled Dude, as accomplishment this their year. Their coach went to a bar and was like giving out game balls at a bar. Like we we broke the thirty one year curse. Yeah. So they've done it. Everybody right. happy. It's like a bowl game now. We're on our way. They, we they, got our QB. We got our receiver. We got our running back. Yeah. We're on our way. So anything from here on this out, we gravy. got nothing to lose. So they are. They had nothing to lose, and they're going into Tennessee. It'll be the second time they've played each other in the playoffs. Yep. They were the Oilers the last time they did. The Bengals won the last game between the two when they last met in 2020 in Week 8, the second win of Joe Burrow's uh, career. He had two touchdown passes back. Oh, then. they beat him. Yeah. Hmm. The Titans are the number one seed in the AFC for the third time since 1990, and they lost their first playoff game in the divisional round in the previous two years, two times they were. That was 2000 and 2008. I like the Titans. I just think they're going to ground and pound and, and force Cincinnati into some mistakes. But I will say this. If Burrow gets a couple touchdown lead, I don't know how Tennessee comes back. Yeah. I wonder if Henry's going to play. I, if, if I was Vrabel, you if save I could them for Buffalo. Possibly wait. I would for Buffalo or Kansas City. But you run into the situation. You want to make sure. What you, if he's you're not old up? Right. right. You want to be one. You got to be there, and then two. You want to get a, get them some reps before you run up against a Buffalo or Kansas City. But regardless, they'll be at home. Well, what you would want, you know, you could get Derrick Henry on the field and benefit from him. But not in the way you might think, because when he was on the field, the Titans were a little bit different in that the play action game and Tiny Hill is a lot of things, but he is he's a very good play action quarterback. Yeah, I think that opens up the game a little bit for him. So maybe you get Derrick Henry out and he's on a pitch count, but more than anything else, he's a threat. Right, a couple of times. But I would like to see 
the Bengals make this fun. We do need to have one outlier, right? I wouldn't mind. It, it could be San Fran. And San with Fran that could mind, be the team that gives gets the upset this week. This will be the ninth time that the Packers and the 49ers have played. That's tied with the Cowboys and Rams for the most common NFL matchup in playoffs in the playoff history. Yeah. They've split eight previous meetings. Rodgers is 0-3 in his playoff career against the 49ers, his most recent postseason losses against, that's the most of any team that he's lost to. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting. But, you know, they, those, you know the, those really, I mean, I guess when it comes down to it, all that goes out the window. But, I mean, it's there for reasons. It, it's black and white. It does. Uh, yeah, you're right. Everything's in a vacuum. Right. But the, the idea of him having a losing record against the 49ers, I find um, hmm. most likely upset. Is it the 49ers? I keep hearing it's a matchup thing, that the 49ers are capable of doing that not only to the Cowboys, but also to the Packers, just pounding them. If you look at Vegas, if you look at Vegas, they're three. the Rams are three-point underdog, which means the only reason they're giving the, the Bucks the edge is because they're at home. Now, the Rams, when they made it to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, it was because Ty Gurley was a, playing his butt off and play action was a factor. If if Cam can play like he did last night and they can get some play action against Tampa, the Rams could the Rams have a have a chance to go into Tampa and win. Because now if they didn't have the running game, they have no shot. You're just not gonna throw all over a Todd Bowles offense. He's gonna figure he's gonna figure out he's gonna make adjustments and they're gonna, you know, squeeze the life out of you in the second half. But with Cam back and you know him maybe being able to run the ball and Matthew Stafford getting a little bit more time with the play action, that that's that's an interesting matchup. I think both road teams have a chance to win in the NFC, meaning the Rams and San Francisco. Now I'm gonna pick Green Bay and Tampa, but if you're asking me for an upset, it's gonna be one of those two or possibly both. The uh, <clears throat> Ram defense flies to the ball. They turned that volume About up to time. eleven. Last yeah, they night. did. They did. But maybe because they got a little bit more rest with the drives. I don't know, but. They look like the Rams defense we wanted them to look like. Leonard Floyd showed up. Aaron Donald showed up. The secondary was playing well. So, yeah, that's what we expected them to be. Von Miller had a good game. The uh, the stats that when you read Tom Brady's history, it just doesn't even seem real. Yeah, it's not fair. It, it So, uh, you know, I have this big write-up on the games, and this is something. Brady loves the divisional round. Tom Brady will make his 17th appearance in the divisional round, where he is 14-2. and two. If Brady had no playoff wins in any other round, the total along would put alone would put him in a tie for the second most playoff wins of all time, trailing only Joe Montana with sixteen. He's fourteen and two in the divisional 14 round. Fourteen and two. So he's been to fourteen conference championships, and he's lost. My them. gosh! Now the uh, he lost to the Jets in twenty ten. Remember that the, the precursor to the butt fumble. That was Mark Sanchez, and then oh uh, five. That Denver. was, I want to say, that was probably the Ravens at Denver at Denver, Denver. in 05. Okay. It was the first loss of his uh, playoff career. Okay, he's since won nine straight divisional round starts, the longest win streak by any QB in a single round of the playoff history, and the numbers just keep going. So yeah. the Rams are going to have to bring it. But I'll tell you what, they did will be appropriate. That you really wonder about Leonard Fournette. If Fournette can get healthy and run the football, I think that's where yeah. you can beat the Rams. You can run on them. So you might see one of those Tampa games where they just uncork the run game between he and Jones or whoever else out there and just kind of go that route. But it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I, I, 
This is my favorite weekend. I, the only real upset I do think would be the Bengals. If it if, if it flipped on any one of those yeah. other three games, I wouldn't really look at it as an upset. Yeah, the Bengals is an upset. That's an upset for sure. So the Spurs go down last night. They've lost 10 of 12. Not a good run. Mm-mm. A couple weeks back, we were looking at uh, the potential of, you know, Pop, maybe getting this uh, this record earlier on and maybe, you know, doesn't look like it now. After the headlines, we're going to look at the Spurs' schedule and find 10 wins. I think we can do it. I've been looking at it. I think we can find 10. Let's hope we can. But before we do that, let's get you all unburdened with the need for headlines. We got them. Take them. It's time for the 411 and the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. That's why I'm sorry, y'all. Headline two is sleep last night. I had a couple of misfires today. Or you fat thumbs. So, in all honesty, I brought coffee, but I didn't realize they were not grounded, so I have not had coffee this morning. I am a little tired. He won't lower his standards to go with the curry. No, I probably want coffee. No. He just, you know what? If it doesn't have pumpkin spice and honey, I can't have it. Which, by the way, is delicious. <laughs> it is. All righty. So sources tell The Athletic that the Lakers coach Frank Vogel's job is in serious jeopardy despite <laughs> yeah. the Jazz win last night. LeBron James made good on his promise that the Lakers would be better. Magic Johnson got his wish that his old team would play harder. And with a 101-95 win over the Utah Jazz, the Lakers answered the social media challenges laid by two franchise icons. Uh, as they scramble to salvage their championship hopes and get their champion their their season back on course, while what was seen as a back and forth between James and Johnson played out publicly for all those to see. Sources say that behind the scenes, the Lakers coach Frank Vogel, who was under more fire than ever, quote. Vogel is being evaluated on a game-to-game basis and remains at risk of being fired soon if progress doesn't continue. That was a good win last night. They needed that. After everything that's gone on the past couple of days, they needed a good win over a good team. And they got it. They got it because they played defense. I was actually watching that game because Spurs were over. Football game was over. So I watched. I was like, let me see what they're talking about tonight. That was a good win. They played a good. Utah's a good team. They moved the ball. They hit threes. A good win for the Lakers. They needed one. But Vogel, I'm not shocked that his job's in jeopardy. He has no control over that team. When you are being evaluated Zero. on a day-to-day basis, <laughs> dude, you're, he's, it's over. Yeah, it's a wrap. It's, it's a wrap. A, I thought Jason Kidd was going to stay there and take over that gig, but he went ahead and took the Dallas job. Now, Lakers going to have to prove something to me, though. What's that? I mean, a streak yeah, that was, like a, a like a good like eight nine game winning streak. But watching Russell posterize Gobert, which was sweet. I, there's nobody I'd rather see on a poster. You than don't Gobert. like Gobert? I know. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just good to see a guy like that on. And, but Russell, don't celebrate like you. That's like you're down twenty one to does nothing. That and every, you get, I know. Yeah, that's who he is. But, but it's but just the first you. down. That wasn't a touchdown. That was just a first down. It was a nice dunk, nice win. And it doesn't erase the. Two months of turnovers uh, that you've had. And and we know it's coming back. Right. So, moving on. Whatever. <laughs> Headline one. Bruce Arians likely to come down, says that it's likely to come down to the wire whether Tampa Bay Buccaneers right tackle Tristan Wirf can play on Sunday. Buccaneers all pro right tackle Tristan Wirf, who suffered a right ankle sprain in Sunday's wild card game 
against the Philadelphia Eagles is in a walking booth this week, Coach Arians said Monday. Arians added that, quote, there's a chance he can play this week in the divisional round, but it'll likely come down to the wire. The 2020 13th overall pick had not missed a single snap in the regular season or postseason over the past two years. He attempted to return late in the second quarter, playing three snaps before it was determined that he could not finish. It's a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal, and I, I and I predict he'll be so full of cortisone <laughs> by Sunday. I see. I think he plays. What's but the weather supposed to be like in Tampa? Seventy. Beautiful. Probably. Yeah. I mean, when is Tampa not beautiful? You never know. I've seen. Or is Tampa in... muggy? Is Tampa? You've down there before. I don't know. Oh, I've never it's been muggy. To Tampa. Awful. Yeah. It's, okay. It, but I I saw that there was a front that had moved east, oh. and even on you know in the slightest. That's the weather going to be yeah, like in Green Bay. We'll look at that. Minus three. It can't be any worse than what Buffalo was this past week. Buffalo. No, there's no possible way. But you know, when you go to the warmer climes, Tampa wants it hot and muggy. Yes. I mean, for them, and I think it might even be worse for for a northern team to come south in this time of year because that is something you are completely unaccustomed to. Yeah, he even said it when he first moved down there. He said it was a tough adjustment for him. But that's a big deal for them, Carl. Yes, so that, it is. That, was there, that was definitely headline worthy because all the pro football folks, everybody's talking about that injury, especially yeah. when you haven't missed a snap. And it's Tom. And then you know the way they, when Tom loses, it's because he has happy feet. Right. So that backside big, And that's productive. Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd coming in. Worth paying attention to, yeah. especially if you might have a little bit more of a financial interest in the game. We'll watch that closer as we Absolutely. Moving on. Headline Zero. Five-year bans for anti-gay chants in Mexico if you are attending a soccer match. Soccer fans in Mexico will be given five-year bans from stadiums if they are found to have made an anti-gay chant, according to the Mexican Football Federation President Jan De Lucia said on Monday. The FMF has struggled to curtail anti-gay chants that have often shouted by Mexico supporters when on uh, when an opposing goalkeeper takes a goal kick. FIFA has in recent years handed FMF fines and stadium bans that have forced matches behind closed doors due to fan behavior. Now going forward, those who chant will be given a five-year ban. The decision is in part with a new process that Delusa unveiled on Monday through online ticket registration to push for more positive fan experience experiences heightened by stadium security and the five-year ban the fmf will once again seek to stamp out discriminatory behavior quote these measures are based on four pillars and will be applied rigorously in all home games organized by the mexican football federation delusa said um if i got banned five years i think in six months i could come back and they won't know facial recognition technology I don't know. Oh, so I was like, no way. No, my question is, it. I don't follow the Mexican soccer. I don't. Is, is there a particular slogan that they're all using? That yes. is, is, it's not aimed at a player. It's more about. It's and it's all in unison. Okay. It's a sixty thousand people saying it when the goalie gets ready to take a goal kick. It's like, oh, uh, I got you. So they're uh, saying something uh, that we can't say, yes. and it means it, it's an endemic thing that yes. they've been they just always said, and they're just trying to put an end to it. And FIFA's really tried to Good. tell them that they need to. Good, okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was that. Yeah, no, it's a big deal, and they just refuse to stop. Well, they go out on your own. Then. Yeah, if you don't want to hurt, and it, again, at some point, you just end up punishing the team, so they're just going to end up hurting the team. So I would think they would stop. But knowing you. 
who you don't like the Mexican national team. Not a fan. No, no, no. They're, they're just, yeah, they think they're Italy. They think they're Brazil. They think they're Spain, Germany, and they're not. You know, they won some CONCACAFs. But no, they get on my nerves. <laughs> they're, they're way too cocky for their resume. There we go. Moving on. That's the 411 and a 210. Good stuff, K-Dot. Definitely. We've, we've been promising some sound. Promising some. Promising some. Uh, from the, the Moose. He joined KJ yesterday in the morning. Okay. And uh, they were talking about Mike McCarthy's job. And he spoke as, you know, Daryl's got bona fides, not only inside of the Cowboys organization, but also as a GM and a variety of, you know, this guy understands football. There's a reason why it's we moose. have him on. And he spoke as a former player and said, you'd be crazy. Why would you fire Mike McCarthy now? But as the day went on, news breaks that uh, Steve or, uh, Jerry Jones has postponed his normal Tuesday uh, gathering on 105.3 The Fan, and that blended some pause. He joined Minix, and that was brought up. We're going to have the sound and try to put into some sort of order what's going on. We'll do that in the next 30 minutes, but we are also going to look next at the San Antonio Spurs schedule. They're 10. <laughs> they're, they've only won two of their last 12. Okay. They're chasing a record the likes of which I don't believe will ever be broken. For pop, and I'm not sure they're going to get there. We're going to look at the record and see if they can actually get it knocked down, and see what the Spurs need to do to get there. More talk coming. You're on R and R in the morning, and this is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Welcome back, San Antonio Sports Star. Quick programming note. Uh oh. On February the first. If you're listening to us on 94.5, we're mm. not going to be there. We're going to be at 103.3. It's a bigger stick. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're changing frequencies. We are yes. upping the amplitude. We are bringing the volume. So You'll pick us up. Dang near to Utopia. See, so tell, Rob tells us, brother, I got Joe Ronnegal. Next thing you know, we're going to a bigger stick. We're going to, you know what I'm saying, what Carl? Happens? You feel me, Carl? The- <laughs> It's a rising tide. We're all gonna. We, yeah, all, we every, all get it. Although it was for him. Yeah. Is everybody back in the building today? Yesterday, everybody was gone. MLK Day. Props to Alpha Media for recognizing that. Not all companies do, by the way. So props to Alpha for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nice day off for most, not us. That. Oh, it was, but it was we, quiet around dude, here yesterday. It was nice. It was Cowboys reaction. Yeah. We had. To it work. was nice. We got the Spurs last night. Um, Suns come into town. Dispatched them handily. Yeah. I mean, they were. The Spurs were game in their is. effort. They did what they needed or could do, but that never is enough, it feels like. And lost 10 of their last 12. And now the question, as we turn the corner, had start twitting, headed toward that midpoint, which we're past that, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but tra- headed toward the trade deadline, and we've got the All-Star game coming up. Can the Spurs achieve what would seem to be the, natu- the most achievable goal for this season was to send Pop out as the winningest coach in NBA history? Mm-hmm. I need 10 more games to do it. And you look at it. They got Oklahoma. There's no guarantees coming up. They got Oklahoma tomorrow. And I would like to think we can circle that as a home win. Yeah. So that's one. Um, Nets, Sixers, Rockets. Well. Rockets, two. Well. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to be realistic here. So we'll give, well, okay. So we'll get, that's two. And now it's that that's Jan. So we will have twelve by the end of January. 
And then to keep in mind, or eight. and keep in mind, they're going to get a couple games that they're like, whoa, they won. They're going to get a game or two where the we were, were shot. They took Brooklyn to overtime in Brooklyn with yes. KD and Harden. But we uh, on the same side of that, we also have a Houston Rocket loss. And a Detroit Pistons loss. We, are, we will also loss. have some of those as well. Right. So it just, it, it, it certainly seems like. I, I can find 10. I still see, I, there's another Houston um, on February 4th. But I look at New the, Orleans. I look oh, at the end of the season. Yes. And I look at the last two, four, six, eight games from March 28th to April the 10th. I'm looking. They get the Rockets, which. It's a plus. That's a plus. But then you're going to have the Grizz, who I think are going to be in the midst of a playoff hunt. You got the Trailblazers, who might have kicked off. They might have already said we're done. Or they might be in the midst of something because they'll be post-trade. And maybe Dame's back. And maybe they got something else. But I don't think it's going to be as easy as we'd like. And the, the weird part of this is we get the Trailblazers in one of those weird NBA back-to-backs that they've done this year where we get the Blazers at home on the 1st and the 3rd of April. Yeah, they'll have to, they're going to have to get acquainted with San Antonio. So just natural you expect a split there. At least one. Then the Nugs, difficult. Timberwolves, maybe. It's difficult. Warriors and Mavs, no and no. But, I mean, if I look there, March 16th and March 18th, you have Oklahoma and New Orleans. There's an Indiana March 12th. There's a Sacramento March 3rd. I I, find, I can find 10. I might be able to even find more than 10. The record goes down this year. Well, you should. I'm, I'm putting my Shonix stamp on it. The record goes down this year. I, I, I can find 10 wins out of these last few games. I do. What happens if it doesn't? Then Coach Pop comes back comes and it back. goes down next year. <laughs> but I don't even think we're going to. I think let's say he let's say he breaks the record. He doesn't look like he's ready to quit. I don't think he quits this year. I don't think quit is a, that's an ugly word. I don't think he retires after this season, whether he breaks the record or not. I don't see him retiring. I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to see him retiring until he retires. We've I, been I saying he's going to retire since Tim retired, and it just hasn't happened. So at this point, when he retires, I'll say. It, but I don't think he's. You don't. He doesn't. He's not sitting around developing these guys. To not see him, that's to not go on a playoff run with them. Um, he's been doing this a long time. He's developed a lot of guys and gone through a lot of battles. And yeah. certainly, the last one will be memorable because it's the last. But it's been my experience with Pop that the quieter we he- things get, the more that's going on. Yeah, there, there's, there's always that's always been the case. So yeah. I agree with that. So we're not talking about it. Nobody around the organization is talking about it, at least not in pleasant company. And we're not going to ask them about and it because it's, it's useless. It's, it's not worth it because we know what the question is. That's not going to get answered anyway. So why would you ask them about it? And if Pop was on Twitter, if he was to retire, that's yeah. how we'd find out. Yeah. It would be a I'm news out. release. Like, I'm out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Been See you fun. later. You know, like it's been fun. Thank you to the fans. And, See you later. And when it does occur, I think we'll probably get some kind of video message. Yeah, we will. And but then it'll we, be pre-recorded, pre-canned, and he'll be in a location of you know we won't know where he is when it's announced. Yeah. So and I get we the probably won't see him for six months. I get the, yeah, I, I get the feeling that it's, it's awfully quiet. Okay, it's awfully quiet there. You put the headphones on. You got something? 
it's not really that quiet when the lead is, or the longest tenured assistant takes a head coaching job somewhere else. Yeah, but that that could be for a lot. Don't read too much into that. That's, that just means she wasn't going to be the next. And I'm just saying it doesn't mean it's quiet. Uh, well, that had nothing. Pop had no control over that. I get the feeling that if the internal conversations were that this was definitely Pop's last year, she wouldn't have taken that job. Or mm. it's definitely Pop's last year, and you're not going to be the next coach. I don't know if they would outright tell her that. Well, she obviously I, I don't think it you can tell the If you're retiring and someone says outright, hey, you're not going to be program director, it's like, oh, hey, you, that's how you feel about me. Huh? They're not going to say that to somebody. Absolutely they will. That's how you treat a player. Look, man, I'm going to be totally honest with you. You can do this. You can't do that. That's why this is So happening. you think Brian Wright would actually tell her that? I would I would like to think that they would be as honest with their coaches as players would be with their play. Our coaches would, would be, be with, with their the players. players. That's fair, too. The reason too. Pop has been this. But why would you? Why would they? First of all, we're in the hypothetical verse. Yes. yes. Yeah. Metaverse. Hypo, mm. We're in the hypothetical verse. So Pop, internally, hypothetically, Pop says, hey, this is going to be it. So before even interviewing her or and interviewing whatever other candidates you have, you count her out. I'm not saying that they have. No, but no a decision was made that did not that obviously had a reflection on Pop. But she's tired of waiting, and she got a great offer. I'm not saying no. She had I mean, a great she, offer, right? And no matter what, there's also the, the the problem of replacing a legend that is never successful. <sighs> That's hard. So mm. even if I was Pop's, and, I wouldn't and want Becky that. Was job. truly his mentee, and she and he his her mentor. I just said, don't take this gig. Replace the guy that's going to replace me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I don't want to replace the this legend. This is going to be ugly. I don't want to replace the legend. So maybe there's that. But also, it was a godfather offer. Las yeah. Vegas showed up with every... She said, you want me? This is what it's going to take. They said, we got all that and then some. So how do you say no to that? So yeah. I'm not saying that she found out that he's leaving or not. But I do think... As an organization, the very least you owe your employees is let them know exactly the where they stand, especially in a competitive field like athletes are big basketball. on the truth. Just tell me where I'm at. Yeah, man. athletes are big on the truth for sure. And I would like if if they were told Becky, look, we love you and we want you to stay on as an assistant. You're not ready, or at least not now for this. I'm not saying other places you're you could be ready for, but here it ain't going to happen. And then it made it easy to leave. But I think it was more about a godfather offer yeah, came from too. outside that like oh my gosh i can't turn this down yeah. and she was the lead there is no lead okay, assistant on the spurs so. okay. there, there hasn't been since before mike budenholzer i guess the wall budenholzer was here probably but okay. well, Tori, officially a tory was the lead. no i mean i, I, mean, I can tell name, you yeah effort. i can i can tell you that that's basically the way they do things is that there's no title of lead assistant i keep hearing that and i've never heard an organization that was like that I've never heard of one that yes, there really I is no one next in charge. Yeah, I'm not, I, it works for him, but it felt like a Tory was because when Pop would yes, when he was gone, it, it was always a Tory. Yeah. There was never any question. It wasn't yeah. who scouted, so they kept it vague on purpose. But as far as the, the all quiet on the Western Front, there has been zero talk of this. All there has been is the focus on improving the players and finding the record. Yeah, that's all I'm focused on the record, and I think they, I think it comes down this year. And you know, we want it back. I mean, I don't. Either way, I'm fine. Either way, I mean, he's paid his. He's done anything and everything possible for us. So if he walks away, I'm fine. But if he wants to stick around, I'm all for guys like you say, rip the jersey off. You know, rip the 
whatever ripped the suit off. Well, he doesn't really wear suits anymore on the sideline. He's been pretty casual. He's been pretty casual all year long, and I don't blame him. You know, when you hit 70, you ain't trying to put on a damn suit and hard-bottom shoes every day. So either way, I'm good. I know a lot of people are ready for him to go, not out of disrespect, just like, oh, I'm just ready for change, but I'm fine either way. Ten wins. Yeah, I find, I can find ten. He can go until he puts that record way out of sight. It's, it's already out of sight. <laughs> yeah, it's already yeah. out of sight. You know, I'm all it's about already out of sight, Carl. breaking records. But this this one, any record that takes 30 years to, bear, to yeah, create, I mean, and we all, never say never, but this is one of those that reaches the realm of, oh, my gosh, how can you even begin to comprehend what it has taken to get here? Right. And then to get it and go, I'm done. Might as well pat it. I mean, what the yeah, hell? You know, let me put 20 more up here to, just to make sure. Carl, I'm a little behind here. What's my status? Do I owe you two breaks or one? No, no we're, on we're on time. time. We're on time. For the first Forgive time in me, R&R I'm, in the morning history. I'm, I'm running on 24. No, dude. We're, no, first of all, Rob, we've never been on time. We always owe a break. So that's why you asked. <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Yeah. Well, let's take it. Let's take a break. Put a bow on the show. Look forward. Uh, we have some great Moose Johnson son that I want to make sure we okay, have plenty yeah, we of time get to for. It. Because I do think that while I believe that McCarthy is completely safe, we've heard from Stephen that he believes he is. There's still a ripple. We'll look at it next. Okay. Is McCarthy staying or is he gone? You're on R and R in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty and ninety four five FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Welcome back to R&R. We put the super wild card weekend to bed last night. The Rams dispatched the Cardinals quite easily, surprisingly easily. Yeah, for a division game, and it was a rubber match. Both teams had won one game in the regular season. I mean, again, them losing D-Hop, that was everything. It was. uh, I expected a more competitive effort from the Cardinals, which is why I was, you know, last night like, "Ah, you know what, I don't know if Kingsbury is safe. Like, you know, they've spent a good amount of money as well. And, you know, well, whatever. Maybe their upper management sees, you know, this season as a step in the right direction and, He's safe, and maybe he gets an extension. But that was a bad, bad performance last night. Fourteen, it just didn't look prepared to play. How much did you invi- enjoy the Kyler Murray Carson Wentz moment? I did enjoy it, man, because again, Kyler, you know, he got a little bit of. He thinks, you know, Kyler thinks his his stuff don't stink. Yeah, he's got some swag. Yeah, in him. he got. Yeah, he definitely got a little bit of swag in him. He thinks his stuff don't stink. Always blaming somebody else. It seems like, but you know, whatever. But I do think that the Cardinals' ownership, the Bidwell family, I believe still owns the, the team, um, it, it's worth looking at Kingsbury to uh, you know, evaluate the situation. Yeah, you got to have a talk with him like, hey, okay, this year, you, we're going to give you another year, but next year you got to, we need we to need make. We need to see marked yeah. improvement. They, the Cardinals feel to me like the Denver Nuggets. Me. That they put together the team with a little oh, bit yeah, of time. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they, they they grew this team. They did it the right way. They're not loaded up with old dudes. They drafted appropriately. They got the stars and they nobody's going anywhere. I think the Cardinals are kind of like the Nuggets uh, the Nuggets in that they got a couple of years. They're yeah, not, they that's haven't true. reached the end of this window. Now their team's certainly going to be different next than it was this. Every year is different. Mm-hmm. But there is enough there where you go, "Yeah, I can still see us growing." The Cowboys are in a little bit different boat. They're they're a team that is already. Dak is what year five? 
you're five, but the, you know the financial commitments have been made. I mean, you are what you're going to be, and you haven't had to. You're going. The Cowboys are now in a situation they're going to have to make some tough de- financial decisions. You know, guys like Gallup or the, you know, the the Cardinals. There's not a lot of decisions to be made. The guys are there. I mean, they might lose an older guy. Watt might retire, but for the fact of the matter, D Hop winding down, but he ain't going nowhere. And Kyler no, no, ain't going, going nowhere. nowhere. No. So, you know, you're pretty comfortable with where they are. And the Cowboys, there's going to be flux. 21 unrestricted free agents in the offseason. But the question about That's McCarthy, you do need to evaluate because their window is going to close. Now, it might not close next year, but it's close just because of the age of the offensive line. Zeke obviously is on the downward end of his career. Now, he might be able to, you know, figure out a way to, have to have surgery. get himself fixed and play yeah. a full and healthy season. But you got a young wide yeah. receiver. You got an older wide receiver that you're going to keep. You got to make a decision on the third. You got an offensive line that's time to rebuild or at least begin the process. Oh, gosh. Yes, by far. So, Daryl Johnson yesterday to start his day. Now, you know him, a former Dallas Cowboy. He does Fox television. He was the general manager of the San Antonio Commanders era. Mm-hmm. He's involved with the USFL now. He is a very, oh, he, he is, is a growing football mind. Okay. A GM mind. So, he came on yesterday with, uh, Max and, and uh, Jay Will and uh, Keyshawn, and this is what he said when they asked him, should McCarthy be fired? Now. Uh-oh. There it goes. Now, obviously, part of that future, and I don't know what you can say, what you want this, to say, but are you of the belief, or are this you is confident Stephen Jones that Mike McCarthy will continue fan. to lead this, this team next a, season? Absolutely. Yeah. Very confident. Yeah, that was Steven. Very confident, Key. He's absolutely very confident. Now, Daryl Moose Johnston was on the show yesterday, on this very show yesterday, and explains why the Cowboys should stick with Mike McCarthy. I have to apologize. That is an editing mistake on my end there. It's all good. And I edited the wrong thing. So one second. Let me see if I can get that right for y'all. Okay. Oh, we pulled out the wrong bit. Well, basically, oh, Moose you. came and said, you'd be crazy to fire him. They're, they've improved. The offense is there. There's really no reason to fire him. And, and, and just the interest of continuity. Things are in a good place. See, but that's, see, former players and the way former players look at things and the way we look at things is media. I think it's two different things. Like former players, they want structure. They want uniformity. They want routine. Like as Daryl looking at it from a former player, he doesn't want to have to learn a whole new coach, a whole new training camp, a whole new playbook. It's like with him, it's like, look, we already were, we were 12 and six. We made some strides. We came up a little bit short. Everybody, a little bit of everybody's at fault, but we're on to something here. You know, yes. whereas we're like, that was bad. Let's just blow it up now. Why wait? Why, why, what do they say? Why postpone the inevitable? Exactly. I think that's where a lot of people are. Then yesterday, as the day went on, after he joined Keyshawn right. and, and Max, mm-hmm. uh, it was announced that Jerry was not going to do his daily today. On a 105.3 The Fan. This is a regular occurrence. He does not miss this, but for serious occasions. He loves to talk. Yes. So I was shocked when y'all told me this. I didn't even know until I heard Jason say it. Like, what? So Jerry not talking? This was the conversation that Minix and Ryan Eagle had uh, with uh, Daryl Johnson in the afternoon, some eight hours later. You, you think it's uh, ridiculous for those thinking that Mike McCarthy needs to be out, but as well as you know Jerry, the last night... It's not like he didn't he didn't want to talk about the future of his head coach, but he didn't kind of just try to squash the idea that there would be a decision there. 
And Jerry has canceled his radio appearance on 105.3 The Fan tomorrow, and that rarely happens. Uh, he's pushed it to later in the week. It, 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 I'm just trying to read between the lines. What do you make of that? Well, that that, that does sound kind of ominous, right? Um, <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm stuck. <laughs> what? I'm stuck. <laughs> with, with, with everything that's going on, yeah, it's it's um, what it's it's, it's it's what he didn't you know, say last night, Daryl. It's what he didn't say last night about Mike McCarthy, and then knowing that he's pushed a, a regularly scheduled interview that he loves off for a couple of days just seems odd to me. Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> he I hadn't heard that. Stuck. That is. You know, it, it, it doesn't sound like it's just. Hey, I need to I need to collect my thoughts, and and this is going to be an important press conference, and you know I want to make sure I, I say the right thing. This this sounds like more of, you know, I got to I got to take a long hard look at this and see exactly you know what what I think needs to be done here uh, at, at this point in time. Um, I I think it would be a bad move uh, to move off of Mike McCarthy right now. Um, so- I I just there was a. I think he made a tough decision last year, moving away from Mike Nolan. Um, and I'm sure the fact that Dan Quinn was available, you know, made that a little bit easier for him. Um, but you know, the, the, the big thing to me is the, the strides they made, and you've got it headed in the right direction. And you, you, don't, you don't want to inflict change from within when you know you're facing change from the outside, potentially, uh, on your staff. So um, yeah, this is uh, this will this will definitely be an interesting week uh, after you kind of frame that whole that whole perspective on on him postponing things to later in the week. That was Daryl Johnston yesterday with the Blitz Boys. Uh, he was taken aback I th- because when you think of when you deal with guys like Jerry Jones, Jerry he doesn't know, but his assistant knows exactly what he's going to be doing Friday at nine forty six p.m. Mm-hmm. His schedule's already made. I mean, he this guy is running a billion-dollar empire. Every minute is spoken for. So to alter his schedule, to pass things up, that this has been in the books, on the schedule, since, you know, all year, all the time, this is a significant thing, and Daryl realizes that. And that's why Daryl's paused, because he wanted, he had to think about his answer now, mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, well, me knowing Jerry, there may be something to that, and that's why there was that two, three-second, like, now, how do I answer this? Right. Because this morning when I'm on with Max and Key and Jay Will, I'm just like, no, this is stupid, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, damn, I know Jerry. If Jerry ain't talking, something's up his sleeve or he needs to cool off. I think I think he canceled because Jerry needs to cool off. I think Jerry is 38 hot. He's not happy with McCarthy. He's not happy with how that played out. And he don't want to say anything that could be detrimental to the team, to the psyche, to Mike McCarthy or anything. Like, you know what? Let's let a few days pass. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to react emotional. Because after the game, he said this was the, the most disappointed that he could remember. Yeah, the players, you stuck with the players. The one thing that you can get, the one thing that you can change mm-hmm. is the coach. Moose knew that. Moose knows that. That's why Moose paused when Jason hit him with that. And Jason made me need to go to that little van that he was making fun of, oh. the little COVID testing van. Jason sounded a little stuffy. I'm going to get out of here before Jason get in here. Jason sound a little yeah, muggy. He'll get his results sometime <laughs> next year. Jason sound a little gunky. But um uh, it's eighty no 
It's 90-10 he yes, returns. it's 90-10. And it it's should 90, be. It's 90-10, and it should be. You're right. It's 90-10 he returns. But there was a couple of things that but he Jerry's, said that I thought Jerry's were pissed, though. Oh, he's pissed. And I, I appreciate the way that Steven came out and said, no, nah, this is pretty good. He's coming back. I think that there's <laughs> like, an internal argument. Y'all don't listen to my dad. Yeah, just, you know, we had to wrestle him for that the Johnny football. We've we've done this before, and he's... But Jerry is going to be a little rash because the clock's ticking. Yeah. There's just not a lot of time left, and this window is not as open today as it was on Saturday. Yeah. It is It is. is getting short. Now, a couple of things that Daryl said that I found interesting. Do you think firing Mike Nolan was a hard decision? No. 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 Dude. No. It was only a hard decision because clearly McCarthy and Nolan have a relationship, only because it's your buddy. But like, as far as like performance based, no easy call. Well, I think everybody knew in the building <laughs> you aren't coming back. And I do understand the continuity part of this. Yeah, as a player, you want you want repetition. Players, when you get to this level, you're a creature of habit. You have a routine, but and they they're already used to his routine. I want to fall back on what I do firmly believe is going on, and what? I think you've you've pegged it earlier. What's on. that? I think Jerry's waiting on a return phone call. I don't think he wants to come out to, today and talk to the fan and go, I'm not going to fire him. Yeah. And I don't think he wants to come out and say, we're still pondering it because while there's still something waiting. I think he's waiting on a return call from somebody. You name Sean Payton, the guy that every Cowboy fan has always looked back on and say, that was your single biggest mistake as a Cowboy owner, is you let Sean Payton go. Yeah. You shouldn't have done that. And this is, might be an opportunity to write that as the Saints head into the abyss one more year, year two, without hmm. a quarterback. So I, yeah, because you, you and also I think you're 100 percent right, Rob. Because there's no right way to answer the question. So don't answer anything. So don't say anything. Yeah. And I think Daryl realizes that more than anything. Not that he thinks. Oh, he's. I think that he doesn't want to put himself in a situation that he would have to backtrack. And there's really. This is a black or white answer right now. There is no, and it, if you qualify any statement there, it immediately means you're going to fire him. So don't yeah. say anything, which I think is his thought process. Well, and Steven said confident. He didn't say, you know, that's, and again, it's a play on words, but they, he's good at what he does. He just said confident. You know, so take it for what it's worth. Will McClay got that uh, new contract before the loss. I wonder how much say he has in what's going on right now. Probably quite a bit. Halftime will get going in just about three hours. Make sure you're hanging around. Carl and Michael take you into the day. Then the Blitz comes at you at uh, 4 o'clock. It's going to be an interesting injury update, I think, today. Good show today. Great show. Well, I got a we'll lot get to some do. rest, man. What's your, what's your Tuesday look like as you head into the day? Just a good. I'm going to go to the gym later. That's it. Uh, noticed your supplements. Yeah, I go to the gym today, probably about 2, 3 o'clock. So I hope we answered the question, Keith McCarthy. I can't wait to...